Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Tuesday, June 9th, 2020, and welcome to episode number 844 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WWS Radio Network, right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. This is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw, back on the line here with you as we get set to talk about our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling. We, of course, will start things off with our wrestling news and views here segment, which will be brought to us by our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, King Ice, represented here tonight by the Ice fan, J.D. Jared Girolamo. J.D., of course, is a 2015, 17, and 2020 WWS Hall of Famer, and also part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. Also bringing up, of course, <clears throat> our wrestling history and birthdays here for, for tonight, is the human suplex machine John Gross, of course, from our talk shoot chat box. Uh, John is, a, of course, 2016 and 2020 WWS Hall of Famer, and, of course, another part of, our, of the Raw Radio broadcast team every Monday afternoon right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. Also joining us here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, he is a 2017 and 2020 WWS Hall of Famer. He's also known as the Heartbreak Kid here in the radio network circles. And a WCWS Raw Radio contributor. <clears throat> He's also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we're thinking of his other nickname here. Think about that classic 60s sitcom Happy Days, where, of course, one of the central characters who always donned the black, the slick black hair, the white t shirt, and the leather jacket, and always went a little something, I do believe, just like this. It went. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, of course, that is, of course, Fonzie right there uh, joining us here as well. And also, ladies and gentlemen, join us here from John Gross's Sports and Pro Wrestling Incorporated Facebook page. He is the current FMWS World Heavyweight Champion, WCWS International Heavyweight Champion, and WCWS Bang Bang Champion. He is, <clears throat> of course, the king of clubs, Mitt Patel. Before we get underway with everything here, of course, let's, let's welcome J.D., John, Fonzie, and Mitt to what should be a very explosive evening, of course, right here on episode 844 of Revolution. Yep. 
And we'll and <clears throat> absolutely big night tonight. Yes, it is mm -hmm. indeed, and it's going to get really, really bigger. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you care to join us through TalkShoe.com, the phone number, as always, is one six zero five five six two zero four four four. Caller ID one three eight zero five five pound to match the six numbers, and press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening, which will include. In addition to our news and views and history and birthdays, of course, <clears throat> we'll, we'll be bringing you, of course, first off, our thoughts and opinions about what happened uh, with uh, Monday Night Raw last night. Plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll get everybody's thoughts and opinions here about the NXT TakeOver in Your House show this past Sunday. Uh, a lot of stellar matchups that did take place here. We'll definitely do some big time talking about them here. Plus, with some time allotted, we'll have, of course, some wrestling extras, some fun stuff for us to to, to, of course, uh, give a whirl here this evening here as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's not waste any time here on episode 844 Revolution as we now go into 9.21 p.m. Eastern Time. Of course, like we said, on Tuesday, June 9th, 2020, here to, of course, bring us our wrestling news and views segment to start off 844 Revolution from King Ice. It is the Iceman, Jared D. Geralmo. We'll what is going on here in the wrestling news scene this evening. Monday's WWE Raw television show averaged 1.737 million viewers, according to ShowBuzzDaily.com. Viewership was up from the 1.728 million average from the go-home show last week prior to NXP TakeOver in your house. The first hour averaged 1.827 million viewers, hour two did 1.79, and the final hour did 1.595 million viewers. The June 3rd, 29 edition delivered 2.405 million viewers, if you will. Meanwhile, however, these matches have been listed, however, believe it or not, tomorrow night for AEW Dynamite. Cody will take on Mark Queen for the TNT TV title. The best friends in Orange Cassidy, however, Chucky e. T and Trent Howard will take on Santana Ortiz and Daffy Duck himself, ladies and gentlemen, Jackass Jack Swagger, Mr. Donald Trump lover himself, Jake Hager. Akura Shida and Chris Statland will take on Nyla Rose and Penelope Ford. Sammy Guevara will take on Cole Cabana. FTR is set to make their debut against the Butcher and the Blade, possibly with Ali. And yes, Chris Jericho will return to commentary. Meanwhile, however, in other news, however, mind you, however, the last four weeks of Raw have been very interesting when it comes to ratings, however, mind you. And here's why, however, believe it or not. Now, before we get into that, however, we will tell you that here are the matches you will see on AEW Dark this week. The Mox, John Mox, will take on Robert Anthony. The Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels, however, will take on Sonny Kiss, the RuPaul impersonator of AEW. The Butcher and the Blade, with the Bunny Paws, will take on Pineapple Pete and Anthony Antenna. Santana Ortiz will take on Bradley Pete and uh, Bradley Pierce, Ray Pierce and Musa. SCU will take on Low Rida and Fuego Del Sol. The Jurassic Express, however, mind you, will take on Peter Avalon and Brandon Cutler with Labia Blue Pants uh, Bates, if you will. QT Marshall will take on Zach Clayton. And five, formerly Allen Angels, now a member of the Dark Order, will take on the Johnson, however. Uh, let's see, yes, but getting back to, uh, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, however, as far as Raw ratings go, here are the ratings the last four weeks, folks, as far as Raw goes. 1 1.46, 1.32, 1.30, 1.25 last week for the go-home show, and 1.28 last night. Meanwhile, Gaulus is now the NXT UK longest reigning tag team champions in history. Mark Coffey and Wolfgang have held the titles for 236 recognized days, breaking the record of 230 days previously held by the inaugural champions, 
James Drake, however, and Zach Gibson. Gallus won the titles in the episode of NXT that aired in October of last year, 2019. As we said, they are the Hall of Rangers long champion of 236 days. Meanwhile, however, in other news, however, Randy Orton and Tommaso Ciampa continue to feud with one another on Twitter. In a recent tweet, however, Brian Alvarez noted today there are no currently plans for a Ciampa versus Orton match, despite the shots they exchanged on Twitter, however, and that the social media exchange was not set up by creative. He did note that the two may have worked out the exchange between themselves or it could have been real. Alvarez also noted that Vince McMahon was not happy about the Twitter exchange, saying he hates when wrestlers tease a match that they aren't going to do. Here's how it all started, actually. Funny we mentioned it, however. On fi- Sunday, however, Chiappa said, however, of course, the following now is lost to Karrion Cross. Now, Randy Orton took a shot at Chiappa about leg slapping in NXT, however. Orton said the following. Heard hashtag WNXT, hashtag takeover us was great. Slap on my leg for you guys. Sincerely, hashtag leg slap. Chiappa responded by saying, my daughter has been having trouble sleeping. Luckily, I found a remedy. Randy Orton matches. Better than NyQuil. Sincerely, hashtag an entire locker room who busted their asses. Meanwhile, Howard Orton came back and had something to say about that, Howard. Looks like I hurt the feelings of the self-appointed locker room leader of our wrestling school. Let me know what time hashtag leg slap class starts so I can take my game to the next level. Meanwhile, Kim Marie, however, the wife of Randy Orton, now added to the feud and posted to Twitter taking a shot at Chiappa earlier today, calling him, quote, the same guy who took credit for all those great matches that he didn't put together, if you will. So the feud continues to be interesting there. Speaking of Twitter, however, Bailey, however, or Boily, however, if you will, however, is also back in the news. Yesterday, however, she told fans to stop calling her Bailey Two Belts, basically using a reference of Becky Two Belts, formerly the WWE Women's Champion, soon to be mom, Becky Lynch. As a result, however, she said the following in a tweet early yesterday. Sheep, you better stop calling me Bailey Two Belts. I am not a Becky Lynch replacement. Instead, you can refer to me as Bailey Dose Straps, your loving role model. Thank you and good day, Bailey. Hmm. Okay. And finally, however, I do believe we have one more piece of news to report. However, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you talk about crazy, however, and this is totally off the wall, and I'm going to post this actually right now here in a few minutes, however. Michael Jordan and his crew entered a tournament, however, recently, the Big Rock Marlin Tournament, however. On his second, his crew on his catch 23 on Tuesday in the basketball's great home state of North Carolina caught today a 442.3 pound blue marlin. Believe it or not, 442.3. He did it in Moorhead City, North Carolina, and when he emerged on the back deck of his 80 foot Viking, the crowd started cheering and whistling. So congratulations to those Aaronists. I guess fishing now seems to be in the cards for his Sir Royal Aaronists. And especially with a big size fish like that, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you very much there, of course. JD Eagler's JD along with TNWO Javar T. Smith is King Ice, your 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team to bring you all the news that's fit to print here in the WWS Radio Network. And of course, if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And of course, in GTS's case, super glue and duct tape, you cannot beat that old fashioned combination nor have we ever even tried to do that for the past five years. Now let's go to John with our rest of history and birthdays here for today, June the 9th. <clears throat> On this date in 1991, the UWF presented UWF Beach Brawl 
from the Manatee Civic Center in Palmetto, Florida. Two titles actually changed hands. Number one, Rockin' Robin, who I believe is the sister or cousin of... Cousin or sister, yes. Half-sister, okay, of Jake the Roberts defeated Kenny Devine to win the UWF Women's title, and Steve Williams defeated Bam Bam Bigelow to win the UWF Sports Channel TV title. On that same day, Conan L. Barbaro defeated C.N. Karras in the finals of the tournament to become the first CMLL World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, They had actually 550, I believe 500, 550 that show actually at the Beach Ball show. I remember I watched that show. And and you talk about one of the worst shows of the year. That was nothing compared to what would air the following week with the Great American Master 91. Oh, thank you very much, J.D. On this day in 1994, WWF holds its first ever Hall of Fame induction ceremony in Baltimore, Maryland. Inductees included Freddie Blassie, Bubba Brazil, James Dudley, Gorilla Monsoon, Arnold Scullin, Buddy Rogers, and Chief Jay Strongbow. <clears throat> of course, the very first inductee was, of course, the year beforehand in 93 when they posthumously inducted Andre the Giant. I think it was sometime after he passed away they, they did that. Yes. Uh, on this date here in 1995 in Tokyo, Japan, the Holy Demon defeated Kenta Kobayashi and Mitsuhara Masawa to win the All Japan Pro Wrestling uh, Unified World Tag Team Titles. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, give me just a second here to, to work out my math here. On this date, <clears throat> 1998, on Monday, Nitro from Boston, Massachusetts, Jeff Jarrett defeated Dean Malenko to win the United States title. And also the episode is best remembered for Sting repelling from the Raptors to save a beaten down Diamond Dallas Page. Also on this date in the year 2000, the Holy Demon Army won the All Japan Pro Wrestling Unified World Tag Team titles. Also on this date in 2004, at an NWA TNA weekly pay-per-view taping in Nashville, AJ Styles defeated Kazarian to win the TNA X Division title. Also on this date here in the sea, uh, 2009, the WWE releases Macho Madness featuring a compilation of matches featuring the late Randy Savage. Also, on that same day, Tommy Dreamer signed a new deal with WWE just one day after becoming the ECW champion. His deal lasts for three more le- years, but he leaves the company for TNA just six months later. And again, on, on, also on the same day, Batista vacates the WWE title after it's revealed. He suffered a torn left bicep in the steel cage match against Randy Orton two days before. Today, uh, today would have been, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the 96th birthday of James Barnett. Of course, I think Jim Barnett, who came up with the concept of wrestling in the studio. I think it's, I think that's what, I believe that's how what he's famous for. And also, happy 25th birthday to Tainara Conti. Who I think was in NXT. I guess she's yeah, not in NXT. Some, yeah, yeah she, she's trying to get back there, I heard. Oh, okay. Okay. And John's got some non-related uh, uh, wrestling stuff as well as some sports stuff here as well. And this stuff you might remember right, right here, J.D. Listen very carefully. On this day in 1985, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar scored 29 points, grabbed seven rebounds, and had four assists to lead the Lakers. To a 111-100 win over the Celtics in the deciding game in the deciding game six of the NBA Finals. On this date in 1901, the New York Giants won a football score with the Cincinnati Reds. 
25 to 12. Like I said, the time the, the football team in Cincinnati was called the Reds. Of course, now it's the baseball team that's called that. And the Giants recorded a big Monster League record of 31 hits. Hmm. On this day in 2008, Ken Griffey Jr. joined the 600 home run club in Miami as he hit a home run in the first inning, joined the list of Barry Bonds, Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth, Willie Mays, and Sammy Sosa. On this day in 2015, Chris Heston pitched a no-hitter and a 5-0 win over the Mets. Also, happy birthday, 69th birthday to Dave Parker, former Major League Baseball oh, outfit, who was a part of the 1979 Pirates. Uh, I think that's why you probably that name. Really yes, spelled. he was the Cobra, he, 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 and he was also <clears> throwing <throat> batteries out. You talk about a guy who was probably one of the most underrated right fielders in history. I mean, should be in the Baseball Hall of Fame, however, and uh, he uh, was also one of the first million-dollar ball players, however, in the National League, however, and uh, he played with the Reds and the A's, and he should be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. He's been also been battling Parkinson's disease. We understand. Is there any reason why that he's not in there yet? I don't know why. It's stupid. I mean, he he's so underrated. Fonzie will vouch for me on the on Parker. I mean, he he was a very very good ball player. I mean, he could hit, and I think it was maybe because. I know he's one of the first guys in the A's with the cocaine issue, the Major League Baseball. That's probably why I would think. Okay. Well, maybe, maybe but still, I mean, I'm sure probably his accomplishments in baseball are kind of outweigh that. Oh, he, he was good. He was a good ball player, no doubt. So, I mean, yeah. So, maybe all, maybe, maybe JDU and Fonzie can lead a petition. So, I hope that that make that happen. Okay, but I mean, I'm not joking about that. I mean, seriously. I mean, like you said, like oh, he, he, he was a good ball player. No, I I would because like, JD? a lot of people this time say, "What's that?" Who JD? Dave Parker, the Cobra. Expired. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. His birthday. I never day. met him. I never. I wasn't well, my even met born him, yet. My, my friend, my friend met him a couple times. Our nice guy, real nice guy. Happy I wasn't even born yet. Happy <laughs> yeah. 89th birthday to Bill Verdon, 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 ex-pirate manager and ex-outfielder, played with Vertical Any, another great pirate great. Yep. Happy 47th birthday to Teddy, I'm going to try to pronounce his name, B-R-U-S-C-A. Teddy okay, you know. from the Patriots, one of the most very uh, down-to-earth. Yeah, Teddy another Bruce. Yep, one of the toughest guys out there, a guy who, had a heart, who has a heart of gold, another nice guy. Burden, a very neat guy, too. Yep. And happy 40th birthday to Udonis, H-A-S-L-E-M. Never heard of that. U-D-O-N-I-M. Not sure about that one. Nope. Okay, all right. John, can you can you uh, let, me, let us know about the gentleman who you got here, uh, his wish, who's Celebrating a 40th birthday today. Can you find out find out about who this gentleman is? This, this and I do have some birthdays to report too. Okay, so I got a couple more things to mention here that he's got, then I'll I'll turn right over to you. On his day in 1862, the Battle of Port Republic, last of uh, five battles in Stonewall Jackson Shenandoah Valley, was won by the Confederates. 1863, on this date, the Battle of Brandy Station, which, believe it or not, is, of course, right by Culpeper, Virginia. I've been around that area. It's a very pretty area. On this date in 1914, Honus Wagner receives 3,000 hits and is second to get them. 1933, Walter Johnson takes over as a manager in Cleveland. 1954, Joseph Welch asked Senator Joseph McCarthy, have you no sense of decency, sir, during the Senate Army hearings? 
On his date in 1970, Bob Dylan was given an honorary doctorate of music from Princeton University. Now that oh, I yeah. did. No, 1970. Uh, wow. That was, that, that was about six months from the was born. Oh, my goodness. Uh, oh, uh, okay. Uh, oh, 1972, Bruce Springsteen signs a record deal with Columbia. Hmm. Uh, on his day in 1980, Richard Pryor suffers burns from freebasing cocaine. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, that's on. on that same day, the Phillies and the Giants ended their game at 3.11 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, that went like 22 innings, I heard. Something like that. Oh, yeah, so it sounds, sounds right. 20 or 22 innings. Yeah, it sounds right. Yeah. yeah. So, you, yeah so you remember this game, apparently. What year was this? Nineteen eighty. Nineteen eighty. So forty years ago. Uh, I wasn't even born yet. But uh I you know I, I got a history. Yeah, it was probably like a twenty three or twenty two inning. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. All right. On this day, nineteen eighty four, Cindy Lauper gets her first US number one hit with the song Time After Time. Great song. I love that song. On this day in 1990, Eddie Murray tied Mickey Mantle with baseball switch hit home runs in 10 games. Oh. Huh. Uh, this, in 2019, David Ortiz was shot while visiting his native Dominican Republic. Big Poppy, yeah, I remember that just a couple years ago. On this day in 2004, JD, I, um, you may you may uh, find this interesting, you may not. I don't know, but I'll let you be the judge. On this day in 2004. The body of former President Ronald Reagan was flown to Washington, D.C., where he was in the 10th president of the Lions State in the rotunda of the U.S. Capitol. That's why I got, he was buried in California, I think it was, of course. Uh, and, also, and also we got several celebrity birthdays. Happy 57th birthday to Johnny Depp. Happy 59th birthday, believe it or not, to Michael J. Fox. Marty McFly himself, there it goes. Huh. And... Also, happy 38th birthday to Natalie Portman as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, and and uh, John, that's all we got for the history and the birthdays. By the way, uh, on that one gentleman, uh, what 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 was his name that I say? Uh, Udonis Haslim. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that name. Um, John did inform me he was actually a basketball player. He played for the Miami Heat. Okay. So H A S L E M. So I mean, is that I mean, okay. So, so I mean, all right. So, but anyway, he's a basketball player. So there you go. Uh, and that's all John has here in terms of our wrestling history, wrestling, and also pop culture history and birthdays. Let's see if JD's got any more to add on to what John's already said. I JD, do indeed. Yes. Yesterday, of course, happy birth, sixty-second birthday to Dan the Beast Severn. Happy fifty-ninth birthday to the Native American Tatanka. Happy 42nd birthday to WWE celebrity regular Maria Menudos. Happy 26th birthday to Liv Morgan. Sunday, happy 77th birthday to the superstar, Billy Graham. Happy 55th birthday to Mick Foley. Happy 31st birthday to Taylor Hendricks with an E. Happy 27th birthday to WWE announcer, Kayla Braxton. Also, would have been the 70th birthday of the Fink, Howard Finkel, who passed away, as we know, in April. Ahmed Johnson, of course, turning 57 on Saturday. Drew McIntyre this past Saturday turned 35. 
And today also is the 80th birthday of Dickie V, Dick Vitale. Happy 80th birthday to Dickie V. That's right, baby! Yes. Okay. And you know Jimmy Valvano and John Thomas are having a cigar and some beer for him. So, Dickie V, I know you miss your two friends, and they were two of the best, no question about it, especially Jimmy V. And, of course, you were the leader that started the V Foundation, and John Saunders is a very close announcer and very good colleague of yours for many years at ESPN and ABC. Definitely are celebrating uh, your birthday tonight, my friend. So, happy birthday to you. Um, I'll be right back. Okay. Also, uh, something one to mention here, I believe it was on Sunday, uh, Sunday, Sunday was the 7th, I believe, was um, was the, would have been the, uh, let me see, uh, I'm looking at my, looking at my, at my, would have been the 90, well, let's see, hold on, <coughs> would have been the 94th, birth, 94th birthday of the original Sheik. Because they wanted to separate him from the Iron Sheik. So he would have been 94 on Sunday. So I did not know that until Justin has now posted it here now. Speaking of which, we do have him on the talk show uh, video service as well. The Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming. Uh, Justin, we welcome you here, of course, here as well. Thank you, of course, J.D. and John for the uh, history and birthdays here, of course. Uh, Chad. Uh, Chad. Chad. Well, before I do my plug, JD, I mean, Fonzie's got something he's going to mention. Go ahead, Fonzie. <sighs> okay, that will we just talk about the uh, the game into the three eleven? Who who was it? Philadelphia Phillies, and I believe the San Francisco Giants. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'll look that I mean, up. I mean, John. I mean, John said the Phillies and the Giants. I can only assume the Giants was in San Francisco around that time. So. So yeah, that was yeah the Phillies and the Giants. So, okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Fonzie. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, but we do thank, of course, like we said, JD for the uh, uh, news and views, and also his part of the uh, um, his uh, birthdays as well. And John, we thank him for the wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays as well. Yeah. Uh, 9:42, 9:43 p.m. Excuse me, Eastern Time. Excuse me, on Tuesday, June 9th, 2020. Episode 844 of WCWS Revolution, of course, 1605 562 0444. Caller ID 1380555 pound. Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw here, of course, back with you. Of course, we also have here back with us tonight the Iceman, Jared D. Gerolamo, as well as the human suplex machine, John Gross, the heartbreak kid, Clonzi, the king of clubs, Mitt Patel, and also the soul man, Justin Lewis, playing, of course, here with us here tonight. Uh, of course, let's go and get some comments. And of course, what happened last time on Raw? Uh, John pretty much didn't have really pretty much didn't have much to say about it, except that he believed this show was a complete disaster. So that's pretty much uh, his take on that. Uh, Fonzie, any particular thoughts about what happened on Raw last night? Uh, no comment. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, Mitt. Oh, and that too. Very nice. Uh, Mitt, anything you'd like to add about what happened last night on Raw? It was garbage. Complete garbage. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. all I have to say. Okay. All right. Uh, let me see. JD, are you back with us? And he had to step away for a moment. Um, 
Uh, Justin, just ju just briefly, did, did any particular is there was there any particular moment that stood out for you as far as what happened on Raw? Just one moment that kind of stood out here for you. Just put it in the messenger, and I'll read it off. And of course, I'll be waiting for JD to return, and also uh, for Justin to get us uh, his thoughts about uh, any particular thoughts he had about, of course, what happened last night on Raw. Of course, I will remind you, of course, this Thursday night on Wolfpack and this Friday on Revolution, we will start, of course, once again, get predictions in for WWE Backlash. Uh, I do understand John has his predictions up on his page. Uh, the sports and pro wrestling, sports and wrestling, um, incorporated Facebook page. You'll definitely, definitely, of course, check his out here as well. Uh, um, <clears throat> but of course, ours, and and I think this, and of course, like I said, I may, I'm kind of deciding about whether or not to actually pass out uh, individual championship belts or to do the the title shots, um, but uh, but of course, like I said, I think what we did with um, what we did with, of course, the NXT one this past Sunday, it I'm thinking it seemed to be it seemed to work pretty good. But uh, of course, like I said, I will keep I will definitely keep those notes up and um, and. <clears throat> but I think I'm, we might do that again because, like I said, we do need, of course, to start doing some defending of some championship belts here at some point. Uh, so we'll definitely be, uh, we'll definitely, we'll, we'll definitely give that another shot. But of course, like I said, this Thursday on Wolfpack One Three Eight Five Two One Pound, and also, of course, episode eight forty six of Revolution this Friday night One Three Eight Zero Five Five Pound. We will, of course, start getting predictions in as far as for WWE Backlash here, of course, for the opportunity, of course, to earn shots. At of course all of our belts here in the trivia championship series, so uh, definitely keep that in mind here as well. Let's see if we got JD back. JD, are you back with us? Mm -hmm. Okay. Justin did yeah. say one quick thing here. He did say all he pretty much said is Charlotte needs to take a break. <laughs> well, she, no, she needs to take more than a break. What she needs to do is, is, is like I said. Is, is is the only opportunity that we were talking about this? Well, well, that's what I'm gonna say. But here, here's the thing. There was a story that was brought up yesterday, and JD, you may have seen this at all. About apparently they were saying there was something flying around that Charlotte Charlotte was interested in possibly wrestling for a men's championship. Of course, yeah, she's in WWE, Tessa, which is ridiculous. Yeah, she's trying to do a Tessa Blanchard here, or she's saying if Ric Flair, if, if Kelly Blanchard's daughter can do it. Maybe Ric Flair's daughter can do it. I don't know. But anyway, and of course, my, my only comment today is for attorney loose JD. I know you got a lot to say about what will happen on Raw. Is that the only intergender wrestling match she's ever going to have right now is that when she's in her bedroom with Andre going up and down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there you, there you go. Yeah, that's true. So, J.D., go ahead. That's true. I'm sure you got a lot to say about what happened here with Raw, so let's go ahead and get you underway. Oh, boy. Where to begin? Where to begin? Where to begin? 24 uh, short hours after NXT TakeOver in your house. 
My goodness. My goodness. Where do we begin? Let's begin, of course, however, with the Empress herself, the women's champion, Asuka. And they are about to have a match with everyone's favorite human giraffe, if you will, the blonde-ass bimbo bitch with fake tits and a fake uh, total, a fake, uh, let's just say, uh, what am I looking for, the fake, uh, fake everything about her. Everyone's favorite clown, creep, and let's just say piece of human caca, Charlotte Flair, if you will, and also CT. We'll fill in the blanks there. You know where I'm going with it. But who ruins the moment? Oh, yes. The man-child herself, Margaret Hamilton reincarnate 2.0, the boy Wicked Witch of the West. Everyone's favorite one-time hug machine, if you will, however... The one who says she's a Walmart to everyone and now is becoming more nothing more than a backstabbing little bitch ass broad, Bailey. And of course, Mitt's other fair person, the blue haired little smurf who pouted and cried like a little, uh, let's just say, backstabbing little uh, bully herself, Sasha Banks, to ruin the moment. And then, of course, who came in after her? Oh, yes. Everyone's favorite, the Romy Michelle. Uh, Weinberger and also uh, Michelle Weinberger and Romy uh, White of WWE 2.0 reincarnated from the movie Romy Michelle's High School Reunion. And one's favorite, the Moronics. Piss and Peyton Roy, Sean Spears' wife, the Perfect Ten, and Billy the Kangaroo, let's just say K. And then, of course, this led us to our first match tonight, which Oscar and Charlotte won. But Charlotte, of course, did not get to do a moonsault because basically Asuka stole her momentum and basically put in Billy with the Asuka lock. So Charlotte wasn't too happy about that. Boo, fuckity, who, you stupid piece of human caca crap and clown. Quit your belly aching. Okay? Quit your belly aching. But then we go to everyone's favorite, the Monday Night Moron Meatball Messiah. Or should I say the Moron Meatball Messiah and total, uh, absolutely, um, Mark, yeah, Moron Meatball, the Monday Night Moron Meatball Messiah, shithead scumbag sellout, uh, fine ball, Seth Rollins and his two disciples, the arrogant Austin Theory, and everyone's favorite, Murf the Smurf, however, if you will, however, that backstabbing little bitch, Buddy Murphy. And of course, Alistair Black, however, and his new friend Umberto Carrillo, if you will, basically beat Theory and Murphy in a short, quick match. But not before that scumbag Seth Rollins decided to continue to make fun of Rey Mysterio and mock him and his, wearing his mask and everything, and tell his little disciples to do his bidding for him. Because once again, Seth Rollins shows how an arrogant little schmuck-ass, shithead, scumbag sellout he really is, when he doesn't have guys like Theory Murphy sucking his dick and blowing him at the same time when Becky Lynch is in pleasuring him, however, in the bedroom, so to speak. Then we go to the Rated R uh, show, however, with Christian, Captain Charisma, bringing out his the buddy Edge. Show. The Peep Show, yes, the Peep Show. Thank you, Mitt. And of course, Edge was looking to get at Edge, however, on the Viper and basically sink his own teeth into the neck of the Viper. 
But then Orton decided to uh, basically tell him, however, he was tired, basically, however, he was tired of Edge, however, basically, how whining and bitching and doesn't, won't live up to expectations on Sunday. And he would take everything from Edge, who would be forced to go back home with Beth and his daughters and stay there. Orton also said the redemption of Edge is over on Sunday. But of course, Edge told him, it's not. So Randy, you continue to play your stupid little mind games, however, both on and offline with certain people. And guess what? You're going to find yourself once again, just like you were at WrestleMania, hopefully on Sunday, on the short end of the stick, when Edge spears your sorry ass and breaks your body in half. And then you can go crying home to your wife, Kim, and your kids, however, and wonder why I didn't shut my mouth both on and off TV with certain people like Edge and Tommaso Chiappa. So, Randy, you might be able to sink your teeth into both of those guys and find a way to strike while they are on top. But guess what? You're going to be defanged very soon, my friend. Oh, it's true. Question. It's damn true. Yes. Do you think Christian went too far when he talked about his mama? I do. Yeah, I do. To answer your question. Yeah, I think he went a little far. But I think he needed, and we talked about this this afternoon. You, me, and Nell talked about this this afternoon a little bit. Yeah, I think he went a little too far with that, but you know what? He probably needed to fire up Edge a little bit. Yeah, he did go a little far with the remarks. I will admit that. However, hopefully he didn't go, and hopefully Edge said it was okay to do that. But if he didn't, however, I think, yeah, Christian did kind of go a little overboard in his promo. But for the most part, I think he tried to fire up Edge's buddy and instill faith in Edge. And hopefully that will be the spark that Edge needs on Sunday, hopefully. Then we go to the stupid Street Profits, like you were to Cathalon, where they did Flip Cup, Archery, however, uh, basically, uh, the Hurdles, however, Dancing, uh, which was, they did each did different themes, uh, the Street Profits did Sean's theme, the Viking Raiders did Van Dango's theme, the Shot Put, the Turkey Eating Contest, Pole Vaulting. Dear sweet God, please, 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 please. Tell him, make this but, stop. It, just make this stop. Yes, thank you. That's what I was going to go to that point. Thank you. Yes. Make this stop and not funny anymore. This is not entertaining anymore. This is stupid, absolutely lame-ass humor. We've had contests in goofy golf and regular golf. We've had contests in freaking basketball. We've had contests, however, in axe throwing. Axe throwing. Don't... What's that? Yes, I said axe throwing. We've had enough of these things. What's next? Are they going to play football? Are they going to play soccer? Are they going to play hockey? Please end the pain and stop it. We don't need to see the Are they going to do figure everything. skating? Are they going to do figure skating next? Yeah, too. Right, exactly. Ice skating. <laughs> stop the pain. Speaking of stopping the pain, let's go to our third match of the evening. Kevin Owens, Andrade, and the Greg Brady of the WWE wearing a freaking loud-ass shirt, however, in 1977 yeah. called, and they want their retro shirt back. Angel Garza with Selena Vega, the vacuum-sucking little bitch that she is, if you will, Mrs. Alistair Black. And I mean that in a nice way. I'm trying to be nice there. But, of course, Paul Cruz was waiting to see who would face him for the U.S. title. Who won, you ask? Oh, yeah. Mr. Charlotte Flair, who once again found his way to basically blow Vince McMahon, Kevin Dunn, and Paul Heyman again. Another opportunity handed to him on a silver fucking platter to get back the title he had just lost a few weeks before. And now to face the man who took the title from him at Backlash, Andrade. Oh, good. Andrade, Let's continue. Ian Almas. 
Yes, Andreas Cianomis. Or should I say Mr. Charles Fair. Once again, let's find a way to bury Kevin Owens, however. Good move, WWE. Way to slap him across the face, considering he just got back a few weeks ago after being out since WrestleMania, however, and now you don't give him an opportunity to go after Apollo, one on one, however, and have at least a decent match. You'd figure, oh, let's put Mr. Charlotte Flair, however, who once again had his basically tickled the balls in the a hole of certain Vince McMahon and Paul Heyman, however, as well as having his head up both their sphincters and basically however, sniffing it wide and proud, however to get another title shot at the U.S. title and have it handed to him on a silver freaking platter. Smart move, guys. Way to go. And who fault was that also? Oh, yeah, that's right. Kevin Dick Bag Douchebag Dunn. Mr. Bucky Tooth Beaver himself, the head writer of the company. Oh, J.D., then, by the way, I'm sorry yeah. to interrupt. I did find out something interesting you might want to hear. Please. Uh you know, he now, you know, Andrade just simply refers to himself as just that. He used to be called Andre, Andre C. and Almas, as Mitt just yeah. said. I found out what the C. and Almas uh, means as the translation. Uh, it's called Southern Charlotte Flair sees at night. Limp noodle. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's okay. That's a good one. I like that. That's good. Then we go to Bobby Lashley and Moron Very Pissant. Yes? Harry, please not the, talk about this. The boring ass shit. Yes. Yeah. Can we, uh, as much as I don't want to talk about it, I'm going to have to talk a little bit about it. They took on the Vikings. But of course, Moron Very Pissant had his new client. And from what we've been hearing, supposedly from a certain person who told me that maybe he will possibly win the title from Drew McIntyre, which I hope to God that does not happen this week. I'm talking about the brute himself. Yes, folks, the one and almighty himself, Bobby Lashley, should I say, the backstabbing little butt-kissing Bobby Lashley, if you because that's what he's been doing right now by basically having MVP kiss his ass from when he should be on his own, doing it by himself, without any help from MVP or even his so-called ravishing wife, however, the lackluster little lethargic Lana. Speaking of lethargic, let's talk now about the main event. Hang on, hang Which on. Was, uh, um, yes, go ahead. Dad. Yes, sir. Go ahead. They gave Bobby Leslie a new finisher. It's not the spear. Oh, is that right? No, it's not. They gave him a, the master lock, you know, the full Nelson of the master lock. Yes, that's right. They gave him Chris Masters. Oh, oh, and and yeah. you know what they did that, too. Remember, you remember a long time ago, Lashley broke that? Yeah. Yeah, so that's probably why they did that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's a nice reward there. They did because they were desperate and they didn't want to give him the power slam or the spear. And they figured, oh, let's, like Mitch just said, yeah, let's give Bobby Lashley, however. Hell, we don't finisher. even see the Dominator move. We don't see the Dominator. We don't see the spear. Hardly. We don't see the, we see the spear every now and again from Bobby. We don't see the Dominator more. You're right about that, mate. You're 100% right there. And, of course, needless to say, they decide to give him the Master Lock, if you will, however, a.k.a. Uh, the Bobby Lock, whatever you want to call it now. It doesn't really matter. But regardless, however, yeah, let's have him find a way to basically however, use Chris Master's old finisher, the Master Lock, and use it for his own benefit, however. Great move, WWE. Way to think on your feet by putting him in that move, by giving him that move. 
of a move that he broke, I don't know how many years ago, and now you're giving him a chance, however, to use it on his own, however, and use it in his way. But again, the only thing that's holding him back is he has two people basically find a way to butter up to him, Lana and MVP. Now, let's talk about the main event, Boskin Charlotte. And of course, once again, everyone's favorite queen dominatrix, if you will, the blonde-ass bitch bombshell with fake tits, however, and the clown herself, the somewhat caca, uh, let's just say the caca lady, however, of WWE, ladies and gentlemen, as I like to say, got a cheap win because, once again, the nebby nasty, no-selling, no-talent, jack-off herself, Nia Jackhole Jacks, however, found a way to cost Oscar the match, however, and give Charlotte a cheap win. Although this went a half hour, this was actually the best match of the night. But then after the match was over, what happens? Oh yeah, Nia decides to come in the ring and deliver a Samoa drop to uh, uh, freaking uh, Oscar and deliver a message, however, basically sending, telling her that he'll be ready for her come Sunday. Let's just say this, however, before I wrap it up here. As I've said many times in the last couple weeks, I hope to God we do not see this stupid bitch win the title because right now she does not deserve a title opportunity against Oscar. The sad part about it is, though, where's Natty? Where's Shayna? Oh, I'll tell you where they're at. They're in the back, basically, in Titus Worldwide Catering, along with the rest of the town, i.e. Alexa Bliss, i.e. Nikki, i.e. Ricochet, Cedric Alexander, Bianca Belair, having some of the delicious types, home delicious food, and what's that? And Mickey James. And Mickey, well, Mickey hasn't been cleared yet. I don't think he's going to be back anytime soon. But yeah, a lot of people sitting in the back there and catering, and yet once again, the beginning and the end had to be all about one person, MLD's favorite person, and my least favorite person. The one who, many times over, has had her head up Vince's ass, kissing his ass and blowing him every chance he gets in his office, and telling Vince Howard to also basically give my dad a chance, however, because my dad is a two-time Hall of Famer, and he's the greatest of all time, and I'm going to be just like my dad, because, I, because I'm like my dad, however, I find a way to kiss ass with management and blow management when I have every opportunity handed to me on a silver freaking platter. And yes, I'm going to be a little uh, vague here and uh, graphic here, and I do apologize to everyone, including Michelle, by saying this, but I do not mean anything mean by this, but I'm going to say it here right now, and I've said this word a few times before, and I've only hyphen, abbreviated to the uh, nth degree, and I haven't said it out loud. I am tired of that stupid, no-talent, waste-of-space robotic cunt get every fucking opportunity handed to her on a silver fucking platter. She does not deserve it time and again to have everything handed to her because she thinks, oh, I'm the greatest of all time. Everyone should bow down to me. Everyone will kiss my feet. Guess what, Charlotte? Like we said before, we're tired of you being a stuck-up, snotty-ass, bitch-ass cunt that you are. Go away for a little while. Get married to your hero, your little fiancé boyfriend, Andrade. Have kids, however, and just get the hell off my television. I am tired of seeing you dominate my TV every fucking week with your no-nonsense bullshit, whether it's Raw, NXT, or SmackDown, saying you're great and better than anyone. You're not. What happened last year, Charlotte? Let me think for a minute. Oh, that's right. You lost to my girl Becky and Ronda at WrestleMania. What happened this year at WrestleMania? You basically screwed the one person who should have been basically challenging Becky for that title and should have beat Becky for that belt. The Queen of Spades, the submission magician, Shayna Baszler. But no, because 
once again, you had your mouth all over Vince's ass, basically, and Vince and Triple H's, uh, let's just say, game, if you will, Howard. You found a way to steal the Royal Rumble away from everyone and deny people like Shayna and other people an opportunity because it was all about you. Here's the thing about that, Charlotte. Go away. Okay, why don't you take your little clown circus a little with Andrade, get off my TV for a good while, Howard, and then come back when the time is right, because we're tired of seeing you every fucking week becoming the female Roman Reigns of WWE on all sort, every show possible, whether it's Raw, whether it's SmackDown, whether it's NXT. Give someone else a chance. Someone like, not even Oscar, but other people who deserve the better spot like you. The people like a Mia Yim. The ones like a Tegan Knox, The ones like a Dakota Kai. Hell, even the people in the UK like Kaylee Ray and Tony Storm are better than you. And have more decent sense. And don't put people down or bury people and say that they're better than you. We're tired of your bullshit antics, however, that you continue to run both on and offline with social media. That being said, however, it's time for you to go away, however, and stay away for a while, because right now, we do not need to put up with your bullshit no more. So, having said that, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm going to give this show simply almost a two, one and a half to near a 2 out of 10. Thank you, thank you very much. Uh, uh, thank you very much, of course, JD. Uh, the King of Clubs, Mitt Patel, uh, had to leave due to, uh, due to a, a family, family issue here, so... Uh, but we hope to talk to him, of course, here uh, tomorrow uh, on, the, of course, on WWS Revolution. And as well, of course, hopefully a couple more of our shows here tomorrow afternoon. Um, now, John is raising some pretty interesting points before I go any further. Let me go ahead and read what he's got to say here. First off, he says he's finally figured out what's wrong with America. And there are five things. Okay, I'm going to read them off. Number one, the overhyped flu bug or the pandemic as I've been talking about. Number two, the riots. Number three, the protests. Number four, Donald Trump. And number five, Vince McMahon. Well said. Uh, you won, and, and Johnson, you, know, you want to know why? Because Vince, you are such an overbearing, out-of-touch idiot. It's been that way for 13 years. Because you know what you did back on May 23rd, 1999 in Kansas City? You killed Owen Hart. And then on June 24, 2007, you killed Chris Benoit. You had an outsider kill him. And then and then John believed that Vince forced Ashley Massaro to commit suicide. So you wanted to get rid of the violence, the gore, the, 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 the gore because you wanted to be innocent and wash your hands of all this. Oh, God, I can't wait admit, put that picture up of Paul Bear and the Clorox. I love it. Oh, yes, Clorox is good for me. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. And that's why his face is so white. He used to fall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man, that's terrible. Uh, John says, "Well, guess what? You think you're the king. You think you're, you're the king of the world events, where you screwed everybody's intelligence by giving us three hours." A Monday Night Raw, and of course, TV PG, and John's. And this is and this is why Vince. This is why you had to let your superstars go. And John says he will be prepared, ladies and gentlemen. John's about to put off the big, the big list of superstars who are no longer in the WWE. I mean, no disrespect, John, but but of course, and this might take a few minutes for him to type. Uh, 
But uh, but Mavovich should be back with us, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, of course, tomorrow night on WWS Revolution. Of course, he may be on WWS Wrestling Debate coming up at 8 o'clock, of course. But uh, we'll talk to him, of course, on, again on Revolution here, of course, <clears throat> uh, tomorrow, um, uh, tomorrow night. Uh, 10.08 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, on uh, Tuesday, June 9, 2020, episode 844 of WWS Revolution. 1605-562-0444. Caller ID, of course, 138055 pound. Mr. WWUS Chad back on the line here with you. Of course, alongside the Iceman, Jared D. Geronimo, the human suplex machine, John Gross, uh, the heartbreak kid, Fonzie, as well as, of course, uh, the soul man, uh, Justin Lewis Fleming, is with, still with us here as well. And excuse me. <coughs> oh, boy, that was big. And, of course, here's the list that John was talking about. Of course, CM Punk, Cody Rhodes, Alberto Del Rio, Chris Jericho, Dean Ambrose, Emma, Big Cass, Enzo, Wade Barrett, Ryback, Jack Swagger, Goldust, Rusev, Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, Evan Bourne, EC3, Gals and Anderson, Damian Sandow, Darren Young, AJ Lee, Mike Maria Canales, and all the others that uh, all the others that had way more talent than your over than your over older over geriatric butt. And this is John's words, guys. These are not mine. <laughs> they all left your company because they couldn't take it anymore. They walked out of your company and found somewhere else to go, whether it was AEW, New Japan, Impact Wrestling, and of course other wrestling promotions. And what and what do you what do you continue to do, Vince? Rewrite the storylines because you watch them, of course, on the WWE Network. Of course, as John says, WCW 1987-88, Attitude Era 97-2001, and WCW 1999-2001 as well. Etc. Etc. As as JD as John says, found anything you can find on the video library so you can get that WWE network to scam and try and con people. Oh, I'm looking at this one picture here. I guess Captain Dave put up on the news network it's of uh, Malenko, Benoit, Saturn. I think Christian, Jericho, Eddie. I think Kenny Omega's in this photo, too, if I can see correctly. Yeah, I think it is Omega. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And John says, don't get him wrong. He likes the WWE Network, but he, and he loves seeing the old matches. But Vince, you have gone way too far. One thing I think John didn't talk about, however, and this is kind of off topic, I think it's today, however, what's today? Uh, the 8th, right? Nine. Or no, nine. Yesterday, 36 years ago, Gremlins came out. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I remember I went to see that. My Which sister was scared to death of that movie. Which one did you like the most, number one or number two? First one. Number one was good. I like number two, though, to be honest with you. It was kind of... It was okay because they were in New York, but again, it was a little... Yeah, there. Well, of course, you had Tony Randall as a horse of one of the gremlins, which was kind of Yeah, brain. The brain gremlin. The brain gremlin, yeah. Yeah. And you're giving people like... Uh, and John says you're giving people like Charlotte Flair, Brock Lesnar, Sasha Banks, Bailey, 
Bobby Lashley, Lana, or Truth, Corbin, and all the others that you have kissed her about to get the get this uh, this these opportunities. Yeah, this is what they while say. Rick, uh, I'm sorry. Well, I'm, I'm not, he's he's just he's just continue, He's just adding on. Hold on, while Ricochet. Well, that you Al- this stuff. Black, Daniel Bryan, the Viking Raiders, the Street Profits, the New Day, Dana Brooke, Mandy Rose, Carmella, Apollo Crews, Alberto Carrillo, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Cesaro, Chad Gable, Elias, Shinsuke Nakamura, Kyrie Saint, to me, and all the others have been stuck in catering made by Titus O'Neil, and they will have three words when they leave. As of course AEW, just like of course the revival did. So Vince, you keep this up. You're going to be in. You're going to be near. You're going to be pretty soon in a jail cell. <laughs> when the judge finds you guilty of murder, abuse, racism, and all the others. Your affair won't be with the divas. Oh, oh boy, he's going with the big bubba thing. <laughs> You'll have somebody to love, all right. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Well, John, you always say big bubba. So that's how I would know. And, of course, he'll probably tell Vince, don't drop the soap. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, Chad. Yes, Vince. Okay, I find it. Uh, oh, about that. It's, okay, it, it, it's not Phillies in the San Francisco Giants. It was uh, Atlanta Braves versus the Mets. It went in 19 innings. Okay, here's how it is. It started at 6 of 30. 1985, July 4th. It was at the country stadium, Atlanta. Um, Rain delay one. Yeah. Okay. County stadium. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, it was Atlanta. It was Atlanta Braves versus the Mets. Rain delay. 124 at the start. That was the first rain delay. Mets 16, Brace 13 in the 19th innings. Second rain delay was 41 minutes, the bottom in the third. Fourth of July fireworks show began at 4 a.m. and ended at 412 with 44,947 fans. Uh, hold on. Um, Okay. 8,000 fans at the end finish at 3.55 in the morning in early uh, early morning of July 5th. Yeah. That, that was the the um, the one Jay, uh, John was saying. It's not the Phillies and uh, the Giants. It's the Mets and uh, playing the Braves in 19 innings. Yeah, but you say eighty-five. Finished at 350. Yeah, July fourth, nineteen eighty-five. Uh, okay, John, the one you were talking about was it in eighty or was it in eighty-five? 
It was not Philadelphia Fly. No, Philly. The one John was talking about was in 1980. It wasn't in 85. Yeah, but I looked. It was not in the 1980. That's what I'm saying. Okay, well. At 355. Because I, I looked. It was nothing. I looked. Okay, well, I'm not, I'm not, yeah. we're not doubting you or I'm not doubting his. But like I said, I mean, somebody, somebody's got to be right here on this. Either that or this is probably the second time it happened. Because I'm looking at the Philly schedule. They only have eight. And they only show me uh, 1980. Yeah. Well, it's only well, showing me. It's only showing me um, 1961. The Giants and the Phillies in the 15th inning. Uh, it was like tied, whatever it was. Um. Yeah, it, it did not say 1980 with 355. I think that one, like I said, was John's going to 1985. John's going to double check. Yeah. Double check. It was definitely 1980 is what he saw. He's going to double check his findings, and he'll, he'll let us know. We're not, we're not doubting anybody's word about it. I'm just simply saying – there's a possibility that what your but the one that he came up, the one he the one he told us and the one that you just told us that like I'm sure both of them possibly happened, but possibly the one the one that you're talking about maybe probably happened was probably the second or third time that it possibly happened maybe. Yeah. ever in baseball. Because I because I, I looked, like I said, I I went every team, and every team says like eight four. 15, you know, stuff. How many times they went, you know, how many games they win, but, you know. And I understand that, but that's like I said, John is going to double check yeah. his findings and he, he will, he will, he will tell us before the end of the show. But anyway, okay. here's, here's what else John, here's what else John said here. When Big Bubba finds you dropping that sub, he'll give you a lot of love. You and Trump are going to be cellmates because there are both things that you and Trump are not doing, taking care of your own companies. So Vince, you and Donald Trump and Kevin Dunn and, of course, the vice president, Mike Pence. Uh, let's see, where is it at? Uh, and all the Trump secretaries will see the will see the inside of the United States from a jail cell. And he's got a bunch of hashtags here. Hashtag impeach Trump. Hashtag impeach Vince. Hashtag fire Dunn. Hashtag investigate Vince. Hashtag Trump must go. Hashtag arrest Trump and Vince. Hashtag don't be a slave to Trump and Vince. Uh, hashtag refuse to be a slave to Trump and Vince. Hashtag give Vince the electric chair. Hashtag give Trump the gas chamber. Hashtag Americans need justice. Hashtag justice for the released superstars. Hashtag no heaven for Vince and Trump, only hell. Uh, the only people that, sh that should be protesting against Vincent Trump is all the American wrestling fans and the Democratic Democrats themselves. Okay, here we go. Wait a minute. Okay, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. All right. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. We, we are we are just we are talking about a um, 
something that John brought up in the rest of history and birthdays that took place here on this date in 1980. And Fonzie apparently has come up with another, has told us that uh, specifically that 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 they, were, they, were, they could not find any record of it, but the only one that came close was about in 1985. All right. Um, Fonzie, according to a, a link that John just now posted, um, apparently this was what John said was accurate. June 9, 1980, San Francisco 3, Phillies 1. This, and I'll go ahead and read this. Read the read the story right here. Oh uh, yeah, cause it, it, yeah, I see it now. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. Okay. So so yeah. It so, ended at three. It ended at three eleven a.m. Yeah. So 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 there you so there you have it right there. Apparently, uh, um, so that so so that's so that's what um, yeah. so that's what happened. And in the, in the National League East standings after after the games of June 9th, 1980, the Phillies, believe it or not, were actually in third, right behind the Pittsburgh Pirates in the standings. Yeah. Year. Um. Yeah. So let's see. Um, yeah. So so it's like right, I said, we fi- we find it, we figure it out. Okay. Well, well, it's like I there said, was another one too. That's that probably the. Uh, they said this is the third longest part three, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Philly here. Mike Schmidt made it out to left. Luzinski singled the third. Boone was called out on strikes. Maddox made it out to right. Game ends at three eleven a.m. Giants three, Phillies one. So there you go. Yeah. And yeah. this was JimDoFree.com is apparently where he found this. So. So there you go. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. And yep. of course, John, John says, uh, John says, Tom, but speaking of baseball, they're talking about possibly, and JD, maybe uh, 80 you, game. They're, 89. They're going 80, 89 game. Yeah. 89 games. How yeah. will they pull that many off? The season will probably be ended in uh, October. Sometime in October or something. How in the world are they going to have almost 90 games by the end of, by, by, by in four months? Yeah, this is the story. This is, what, you know, this is what I'm seeing right now. This is what this came in about 8 o'clock tonight. It says this. MLB on Monday proposed a 76-game season of a cover-up to 75% of the players' prorated salaries. This news proposal would have the season start on July 10 and end on October 11. It would expand the postseason to 16 teams, eight in each league for 20 and 21. Like MLB's proposal on Monday, this offers the players sharing in the pool of at least 50 million if the players are playing without fans. So you mean to tell me they're going to play almost 90 games in a four-month period without fans? Yeah. Possibility. That don't yeah. make it. That is no. That, see, this is like what you're talking about with wrestling. It doesn't make sense for them oh, to yeah. do this. It I'm serious. And JD will be back here momentarily. And of course, like I said, here and here, as soon as JD gets back, we're going to talk about, of course, the NXT show, of course, uh, from this past Sunday. And I know that John and Fonzie did mention a couple of things about it. Um, Yesterday on, on Raw Radio, but of course I would still like to get some uh, personal opinions. 
and not about that, but um, <clears throat> uh, that's that Mountain Dew talking. Um, and of course, John, John once again said Donald Trump and Vince McMahon are one step closer to a prison facility. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, they may put me put them there with each other. Hey, here's the thing. I was telling JD this. If the Major League Baseball goes with no fans, they're going to lose a tons of fucking money because you got to pay part. Half, half of the, the Pittsburgh Pirates, they take half of that like with food. They take half of that. With parking, they get take half of that. And whatever the fans, the tickets, um, that goes a half to the Pirates and half to the Major League. The Pirates are going to lose money. Even the Penguins, they're going to lose money. They don't have fans. What, what, they like need that, fans why, to make, you know what I'm saying? Why do you think, why do you think, why do you think wrestling is so? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Making I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that Vince McMahon didn't cancel the whole entire show and make it until next and until January because he don't want to lose money. Well, and no, he I, is I, losing money. He is losing money with our fans and attendance. Well, like I said, you know? as I, as I, for the ultimate mistake. The ultimate mistake Vince McMahon made was around time of WrestleMania. He could have moved it up a little bit, so there probably would have been it would have been a better opportunity for them to possibly have something with, like I said, yeah. with possibly maybe a handful of people and all. Oh, but no, no, no. He didn't want to break. He didn't. He was not going to break tradition for one single. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I like tradition, but he was not going to break it for one single solitary second. But he still prom. He still advertised it. He still promised it. And he had to. He had to. Of course, he did not have any choice. Right. But to, he could have probably put it on Memorial Day or the Fourth of July. It would have been a lot better. And I'm gonna say it one more time. It would have been a whole lot better for them to just simply for them, like I said, to have it around that time. They could have done a whole lot of things. Especially they could have done the hall. And then who knows? As I said before, with with, with some of these pre-shows at some of these events that they do. That one of them, they could have done the Hall of Fame ceremony right then and there. It wouldn't have been your typical yeah. Hall of Fame induction ceremony. They would have done it. They could have done it right there. And like I said, right. but but I said, oh no, that even delayed that. And, said, and then of course, even JD's mentioned a couple of times they probably won't even do that until possibly, you know, SummerSlam unless they right. decide to change, change that. I mean, we haven't had our inductees yet for 2020. Which begs the question: Are we going to? I mean, there are there are some that have st there are they're slated to be inducted this year. Like was it Batista, the NWO, and several others? But the Bellas and all and and all that. But I mean, ha has it happened yet? No. Um, because like I said before, you know, this whole this whole thing, this whole pandemic has weakened everything. And yeah. like I said. And when and then let me tell you something. AEW may not have been in, has not probably been in business for as long as WWE has. Impact, same deal. Ring of Honor, same deal. However, I'm gonna say this again. 
every single of your top companies right now, which I'm going to throw them out here at you, WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, Impact, New Japan Pro Wrestling, they've got old footage. They've got stuff they can post online. But people are doing that all the time. They can simply go back. People can simply go back and go to the network or go to, like I said, Impact's website, Ring of Honor's website, AEW. If AEW has a website, which of course wouldn't surprise me if they did. Um, <clears throat> but and they simply go back and watch older stuff. It's not going to hurt anybody's eyes. I've seen some real wrestling, especially from some of the companies that right now are not putting out jack squat today. And WWE fits that category down to a science. Let me tell you something. I'm going to say this point blank. I'm not gloating about this. I'm not boasting about it. I'm not bragging about it. You, Fonzie, JD, John, everybody involved with WWUS knows this about me. I don't do that. I'm going to say this one time. What I have been posting here ever since this whole thing started, which has been, let's see, uh, not even three months. I think that all this has been going it's, on. No, it's three. Well, three March eleventh. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. So, so almost. So so come Thursday it'd be three months. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, to make to make this point clear, I have been posting stuff galore on every single page that we have in WCWS. One of those pages that I've been doing a lot of posting on is the Video Vault. Whereas you got a whole bunch of great wrestling stuff on it, from from all the way from back in the fifties and sixties to what's some of it, some of it that's come out as recent as maybe two or three years ago. Okay, here's my here's my here's what I'm trying to say. What I've got posted in that video vault can outdo anything that the network has right now. I'm being dead serious about it. I don't care. I don't give a darn how good footage is whatever some of it might have been like i said you know this is authentic stuff that came out from like i said a long time ago okay but what i've been posting on there is 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 10 times better than i'm sure than what the network has it's not it hasn't been censored it hasn't been blocked out they haven't taken anything away that that's that that uh that you know that's that's not supposed to that they don't want people to see on there or whatever and because a lot of people have been able to find actual footage of stuff that came out years ago and all that, all that's been posted on there. I mean, everything from individual matches, moments to like full-time shows and everything like that. And I think a lot of people are really enjoying it. Hey, let me tell you something. The video vault, for example, I've got three or four people right now, either what well, doing, they're doing both of this. Their first, every single thing I post, especially in the video vault, they're liking it and they're sharing it because let me tell you something, that's what they want to see. They, they don't want to see anything that WWE has out right now because honestly and truthfully, guys, there's nothing to see. There's nothing to see. Period. I mean, it's like we're looking at dead air here. And that's what it has been ever since this whole thing happened. Oh, yeah, we got to do the empty arenas and all that because we want to contain the. You're not containing jack squat. 
But you just, sadly, sad to say, you still have a lot more people dying of this thing. And it's not, it's not making any sort of difference at all whatsoever. I read a story today that came from my, one of my local TV stations saying that our, that our governor down here, who's an even bigger idiot than Trump is, my personal opinion, that's just my opinion only, shut down one of the local racetracks down here to try to help contain this pandemic. And I said, that is a load of crap. That's why this is right when they're starting to reopen everything, a lot of things down here. He has to turn around to shut that thing down. The governor is not making one single bit of sense at all whatsoever, and he hasn't ever since he's been in office. And like I said, I didn't vote for him, nor did I vote for Trump. Nobody in this day, in this day and age, has got is in their right mind right now. Nobody. The only thing right good good thing the only good thing right now that's going on is that at least they did one thing to kind of help some that, 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 that has been helping that has helped people. And it's that blame and it's that stimulus program that they were talking about. Now they're debating about whether or not they're going to even do a second one. They don't know if they want to if they can do a second one. My point about that is, I hate to get off the wrestling topic for a minute, but I'm going to make this point clear. Who gives a flying flip about if 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 they, they could do it or not? It's needed. That's the important thing is to help the people. That's what that's what's needed. That's what that's what you got to think about. I mean, one side of the coin here has said, okay, we want to do it. The other side said, oh, we got we to work out some other details and all that. They're not delaying this thing to possibly, possibly around the end of next month into August, maybe. So, I mean, everybody right there is sitting on their blame hands and not doing anything. Did you guys hear the uh, uh, cancel cops I mean, on the Paramount Network? Yeah, and of course, I actually heard, I actually posted a comment under that saying that now the cops are going to go arrest executives at the Paramount Network for canceling. <laughs> yep. So, so, but anyway, but anyway, I mean, JD, you agree with this? I mean, you got some dumb politicians and all that, and who's leading the charge? Oh, yeah. You tell me who's leading the charge. His initials are DT, and he's an idiot. And who probably gets it? Who probably gets DP'd all the time? Maybe I don't know, but I mean, gee. Now I was just telling. I'm sure you heard me say here. One of my local TV stations down here said, JD, that our a beloved governor, who's also a, probably in the same. He's a different party than Trump, but he's in the same league as Trump because they don't make any conflict sense. Shut down a local racetrack down here to help contain the pan, the pandemic. Which is crazy. Well, they, Fonzie and I saw it today, and Fonzie heard about it today, and so did I. They opened up a couple of the casinos here today. They said they were going to try yeah. to open a lot of the bar stuff down here. Yeah, my sister's There's back at work tonight working as a bartender. And now I'm reading here, moviegoers shut up for months plan a July reopening, believe it or not. The what? Movie theaters are going to be reopening in July, 25% capacity, like AMC movie theaters and all that such. I mean, right now. I need to let people in. Let me tell you something. And, and here's one thing. We've talked about this. And J.D., you've heard me. You, I've, we've talked about this, especially on Outside of the Road. I've talked about this. 
Let me tell you one thing that will definitely get people back in seats. If they want the people to come back in there and see movies in theaters, I wouldn't mind going to going to it. JD, I'm sure you wouldn't mind going to see a movie in the theater. Fonzie, I'm sure you would. John, I'm sure you would. But let me go ahead and put point blank. In order to get them in there, one thing you need to do is don't charge don't 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 charge for the tickets. Let them in let them in there free the first month. And then then you can go back to doing the that's gonna bring people back in there, I'm telling you. I mean, charge for your snacks and all. Don't charge it for a ticket. I mean, don't, don't, don't raid, don't raid people's wallets for crying out loud. And besides, they had it because, because like I said, they've been, they've been closed for an awful long time here. And you know, uh, how else are they going to get people back in the, back in the seats? Hey, I, I miss going to a theater and seeing a movie, you know. Yeah. But see, they're, they're, but see now, no, and I, I even heard it there. They're, they're, they're doing that sort of thing, which, like I said, oh, you got to sit one seat apart. Let me tell you something. People are doing have always sat separate from each other in different places, even but long before this pandemic was even, was even thought of. I mean, JD, bat me up on this. Fonzie, bat me up on this. And a lot of people were doing this years before all this happened. So you're not telling us anything new. And furthermore, like I said, you know, if folks still feel feel that they the necessity is there for them to wear a mask, then you go on right ahead. You know, we're not. I mean, I'm not saying is not saying it's a bad thing, because like I said, there are some people who feel that it's necessary, and if you feel it's necessary, I mean, do what you feel. Is the right decision. I mean, make your own decision, but don't make sure it's not been influenced by people like Donald Trump. Well, what did you today about that guy in Buffalo, about that person who got beat up in Buffalo? He had some few choice words about that on Twitter today, as always, because that's his uh, choice of weapon. Huh. Did you hear this? Who, where was is that the one? That wasn't the one where the officer. Push down the uh, old man, was it? Where was that? You remember this? Remember the story about a police officer pushed down in Buffalo? I think. I think it was Buffalo. That was, was, was in Buffalo, right? Right, it's in Buffalo. Okay. Now you see. That, now you see the thing about it is, please, there you got stories of in the wake of this thing going on with with George Floyd, okay, that, you know, you got police officers, Some a lot of police officers are very sympathetic to the cause, and some of them are even walking alongside actual protesters and all that, because, like I said, they feel that a lot of things that are going on are, are not fair either. But then this person apparently wants to make this statement and all that, and now they're trying to give police officers a black eye again. I mean, let me tell you something. I had a family member that was in the that was in the law enforcement for over 30 years. And thank God he's still alive to, to tell the tale here every single day. Now, I'm sure he dealt with a lot of that, too, during his tenure. I'm sure he had a lot of stories. But I'm sure he's probably one of those that's probably sick and tired of hearing about all this. And for that matter, let me tell you something. I'm sure y'all would agree. I'm also, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying this to be mean-spirited, but I think we're all kind of tired of hearing it. But 
I don't know. But everybody's have, got their own. We have three, we have three fucking goose running this shit. We got the we got the big goof, the president, don't give a fuck about us. Then we got Bill Peduto, don't care about the mayor of Pittsburgh. And also Rick Rich Fitzgerald. He's another fucking goof. In uh, Actually, there'll be no swim. No, no. Yeah, but here today, JD, there's no no swimming. Nobody's gonna have pools open this summer. None. Yeah, I know. Not but the, yeah. I know. I know. I know. He's. I, I know. But the thing is, though, he. The thing is, you're right about Peduto. I'll give you that. He, the mayor, is a little out there, no doubt about it. Are, but. Fitzgerald is okay for the most part. He does have some. He does have some issues. I will give you that. I am not going to dispute with you on that. But he's one of the few decent guys in the state. He's not like a Peduto. And the thing is, though, I just I don't know. It's just it's just it's crazy. But to use the old term, Lucy, you're going to love hearing this though. Real quick, Aaron. Let me uh, put it on right now. You're going to love the hearing this though. Let me just get it going. Okay, hold on. Can you say? Okay, here we go. How could it be? Be called right here, it's like your cozy house where you live. That's where you start your journey. Here I am in my house, nice and cozy. Head out the door with a sea cord. Everything looks okay out here. Maybe I'll take a walk outside to the decord. Oh, walking around outside. Look at all the stuff out here. And then we go to an A-minor. Out here. Looking like we might have some weather. Then we go to East Minor. Oh, definitely got some weather. Things are a little more complicated than they seemed at first. And then we go back to my house. You sound like an unbelievable douche. Then Brian comes in and I change up the tempo. Brian comes in and he changes the song. Looking at me like he thinks I'm a douchebag. But he's gonna learn pretty fast that he's wrong. Hey, Brian, why are you bringing me down, man? Why are you bringing me down? Don't bring me down! Okay. Uh, very good, very nicely put. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, now we have someone else get right back. Gary, come on the line here and disentangle time here, guys. We go right into, of course, our review, of course, of NXT in your takeover in your house. But of course, we now we have someone else here that's going to be uh, that is that is of course uh, that's going to be of course joining us here. He is uh, of course a. Uh, <clears throat> newest addition, of course, to the Raw Radio uh, broadcast team on TalkShoe, on course, here on TalkShoe.com every Monday afternoon. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, as of, as of, of course, a week before last, I do believe, he is, of course, now officially holding his first trivia championship belt, but he is now one half of the NWA US World Tag Team Champions alongside the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, here he is. Uh, the the man that we probably know as the Shack Tack, uh, of course, of course. But otherwise, Bruce we now Cannon. know Bruce Cannon. Thank you. Of course, that's another good one there as well. Of course, now, ladies and gentlemen, here he is, the Loose Cannon. Of course, of course, also known as the Shack Attack himself, Mr. Shaquille Cole Cephas. 
Uh, Shaquille, welcome, of course, here to episode 844 of Revolution tonight, brother man. Thank you guys for having me tonight. Um, I'm feeling pretty good, and um, I just bit, was in the mood to like just wear this shield shirt right here. Hey, nice, hey, nice shirt by the way. Very nice there, indeed, indeed, indeed. Of course, you got myself, you got JD, you got John, and you got uh, well, that's all pretty much. You had Mitt earlier, but Mitt had to leave due to, of course, uh, um, just a little family issue. But uh, he'll be back on tomorrow night. And it came in just in time here as well, because we're now going to talk about what happened this past Sunday, of course, at NXT TakeOver in your house. And, of course, we're going in this order. We'll, talk, we'll of course, ask uh, JD, then we'll ask Fonzie, then we'll ask uh, Shaq, and then we'll ask John. Because John is on the chat box. We, I can always read his, of course, here, lastly. All right, JD, we'll start with you here, sir. We'll go down through all six matches. Uh, and then, of course, Shaq, you'll be also coming in just in time, because I'll be able to let you know the – Official results of our prediction title challenge for this past Sunday, and you might be kind of pleased, as I'm going to say about that. But that's not what well, we won't go any further than that. We'll get All right, here we go. Here we go. Here, here we go. First off, here, uh, JD, will be asking you here in nine minutes and 50 seconds, we saw the team of Mia Yim, Shotzi Blackheart, and Tegan Knox defeat the team of Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez. It was a good opener, I gotta say. However, I mean, it made sense for Kansas's team to take the beating this time. How? No pun intended. Because you think about it, though, Mia Yim was looking for payback in a big way. However, especially after what had happened on Wednesday, the Wednesday night before. However, so yeah, Kansas and her team, however, Tegan and uh, Shotzi got a big win over uh, Dakota Raquel. Although there was some tension at the end of the match with that whole thing involving Raquel and Dakota, and that leads me to wonder what's going to happen uh, tomorrow night on NXT. And then, of course, you know uh, the whole thing with uh, Candice and, of course, uh, Mia Yim. There's been tension there, too. So, yeah, it was a good way to start out the show. I was entertained by this. Uh, uh, Fonzie, your thoughts here about this about this uh, six-moment tag? Mia Yim, baby, and her mm -hmm. partners. There you go. This was good. Okay, thank you. Uh, Shaq, your thoughts about the six-woman tag? Nine minutes and 50 seconds. Um, it was a very good um, opener, especially kicking off um, in your house. And, oh, by the way, I do want to add, I love the nostalgic feel that they put to this in your house, especially they brought back Todd Pettingill, and they brought yeah. the old set. And I love the performance from Code Orange to start it up, get the adrenaline going, and what a what a way to open the show with um the poison with the poisonous uh, team poisonous kick facing the shiniest Black Hearts in charge, and that was a really good match, and it was fast paced all around the whole match. Hell. It, I think it set the tone for the pace we were going to have the whole night. And Tegan Knox finally getting the pin over Dakota Kai. That was very sweet. Oh, now, gosh. I want to see where both teams go from here. Well, both Shotzi and Tegan go, and also where Raquel and Dakota go. I hope at least one of them can challenge for the um, WWE Women's Tag Team titles at some point. 
Certainly. I would definitely agree. Definitely agree. A very high-paced match. John says also it was a good match here as well. And, of course, Shaq enjoyed a very hearty meal inside the Big Blue Bowl. <laughs> oh, there yeah. You there you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I had to had to notice there there the bowl, man. There you go. And of course, we'll call hit. We'll call that the Hollywood Bowl. Hey, all right, there you go. Okay. Now, <laughs> oh, I like that. Okay, thank you. Okay, you like that on that bowl if you want. You can use it if you want to. So there you go. In 13 minutes and seven seconds. Oh yeah. Thank you, Ray. Oh, I like that too. In 13 minutes and seven seconds, we saw Finn Balor hit by Damian Priest. JD, your thoughts about this match? Yeah, this one I had wrong. I mean, I will admit Finn put up a hell of a fight against Damian Priest. Damian Priest continues to really light the fire under me, and I think everyone who uh, appreciates his work, it was a very good match. Uh, that spot at the end was brutal, especially when he landed on his back and lower kidney. I thought that was pretty wild. Uh, it wasn't too bad, however, but uh, yeah, Priest Tower is uh, definitely, uh, like I said, getting better, and Finn, of course, continues to do pretty well. Since he got down to NXT again, because, of course, we all know about his history in NXT. So, yeah, again, a very entertaining match for the most part. And uh, it wasn't too bad, but the ending was just pretty crazy with that one brutal spot, however, when he threw him in the back, when he hit his back, and then, of course, he pitched the, the coup de grace. So, uh, pretty decent for the most part. It wasn't too bad. I was, I enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, Fonzie, your thoughts about Finn Balor over Damian Priest? The demon. Came through the priest, the prince came through and shut up priests. So. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Shaq, your thoughts about Finn Balor over Damian Priest? Another um, really solid match to follow up on the opener, and another change of pace kind of match and. I felt like Damian Priest showed out in this match. And I thought he looked really good when he was chasing the North American Championship against Keith Lee and Dijakovic. I feel like this match was probably um, Priest's um, coming out party when it comes to NXT. Mm-hmm. Really? Uh, John, your thoughts here? John says it was considered the match of the night. Nice. Very, very well put. Next up here, speaking of the North American title, we go to that match here next in 20 minutes and 35 seconds, which actually proved to be the longest match of the entire show, by the way, as Keith Lee did get by Johnny Gargano to retain the North American title. J.D., your thoughts about this? To me, this was actually one of the three best matches of the night. I was really entertained by these two. These guys put on a good, good match. Uh, Johnny did not disappoint in showing his true heel ways here, however. Keith Lee shows again why he is very dangerous, however, right now. And they don't call him the big catastrophe and big bang Andy for nothing. If I'm Adam Cole, if I'm carrying Cross, I'd be very, very careful. This guy could at some point be your next NXT world champion. Fonzie, your thoughts about the North American title match, Keith Lee getting by Johnny Gargano? Uh, is Johnny Gargano shut his mouth? Yes, he did. By Keith Lee. And Keith Lee is still your biggest champion. 
and I don't think anybody's going to beat him. I don't see who anyone can beat him. Um, yep, there you go. Well put there. Shaq, your thoughts here about uh, Keith Lee getting back in Bozano to hold on to the North I felt like this was like one of the matches of the night. And um, it was a very well done match, especially in terms of the story it told during the match where out of the gate, Keith Lee looked really strong. But then once Gargano had two targets, one, his Keith Lee's left hand, and two, his eye. And... Gargano, to his credit, played the heel role very well, just going after both of them throughout the match. And I just loved how um, every time Gargano thinks he had the upper hand, Keith Lee comes back and gets them. And then I think it was like, I don't know when this was happening. Was it like before Mia Yim pulled up on Candice or after? But that pounce, Keith Lee delivered to Johnny Gargano through the plexiglass. It was it felt very reminiscent to um to a hockey game where the guys do like a body check, and I really lo- and hey, I've been missing hockey, and this is probably the closest we're gonna get to it for at least a month or so. I'll take it, and at the end, I love the false finishes. Especially from Gargano, because it took a key to the uh, key to the eye, one final beat, and then one two kick out, then a soup a super kick, then kick out, another super kick, another kick out, another super kick, another kick out, and then after Gargano was thinking, what do I have to do to beat him? I think Gargano went for like one went for another super kick again. And then Keith Lee caught him with a spirit bomb. And then we thought Keith Lee was going to go for a second spirit bomb. But instead, he hits it with the big bang catastrophe for the one, two, three. Very well done match by both competitors. Keith Lee remains your North American champion. But I don't think Johnny Gargano is done with Keith Lee just yet. I don't think so. Mm -hmm. Very good. Well put, indeed. Uh, John also says he doesn't want... John says he knows people want to set up the match between Adam Cole and the Velveteen Dream was matching tonight, but he kind of actually felt that this one was also pretty much the match of the night. So, uh, <clears throat> And, of course, believe it or not, that match right there, as far as our prediction title challenge goes, I will go ahead and mention, that's the only one everybody pretty much agreed with. Everyone said Keith Lee. <laughs> That was the only one. Everybody else thought differently. Right, so, yeah. But I will get one more into the title challenge here in just a few moments here. Uh, next matchup here, of course, in 14 minutes and 57 seconds, the backlock brought for the NXT title. Adam Cole did get by Velveteen Dream to hold, to hold on to the belt. So now for the time being, as long as Adam Cole was still the champion, Velveteen Dream cannot challenge for that title. J.D., your thoughts about this match? Who's still on top of the mountain? Who's riding with the Undisputed Era? Who is wearing gold baby gold? And who is the true leader of the era? 
Adam Cole, baby. And I will give the Dream credit. He fought a good match. It was a good backlot brawl. But now it's time to take it up a notch and go to the main roster. Where the Raw SmackDown will have to wait and see. I wish Dream nothing but success. But again, Cole now knows he's got three people coming to be chasing after him. And I, we've already talked about two of them. Priest and also possibly maybe in the form of also Keith Lee. But I'm telling you right now, the third one I'm talking about, and I've talked about his name the last couple weeks. We continue to talk about this guy, however. It is going to be Karrion Cross. Karrion Cross could be at some point, depending on how long Cole stays as champion, the one person that could ruin his, uh, uh, basically put an end to his dream, or Lee or Priest. But Cole knows now how he got past the dream, how he walked all over the dream, how he didn't fall asleep, how he didn't take the dream for granted to show why he is still the longest reigning termed NXT champion for now. Fonz, okay. uh, your thoughts here about the, uh, of course, the backlot for all match. We saw Adam Cole hold on to the belt, getting by the belt with Team Green. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. It was a really good match. Um, We'll see what happens now. Okay. Uh, it was a very, very good match. Um, wasn't there a scene where Adam Cole was put, almost put through the windshield of a car? Did, uh, did I see Yeah, actually clip? it was his back. If the back actually hit because he got cut on his arm, I remember. Yeah, he was bleeding. Yeah. And then, and then of course, Fish and O'Reilly were taken by Dexter Loomis and thrown in the trunk of a car and sped off. Yeah. Oh, my. Oh, okay. Huh. My goodness. Uh. Shaq, your thoughts here about Adam Cole holding on to the NXT title with the Velvet Team Dream in the backlot brawl? Once again, WWE never ceases to amaze me with their cinematic um, matches, especially during this pandemic. And we all got to give, we all got to give, um, I think we got to give Lucha Underground their flowers because I feel like their style of cinematics basically kind of paved the way for what WWE is doing right now with regards to that. And I think the lead writer was actually recently fired. I think it was like Chris De, De Joseph was writing for Lucha Underground. As far as the match goes, I was surprised that um, Velveteen Dream didn't come out in a, um, in a purple Lamborghini. I was and, thinking um, that too. But- <laughs> it was the gold one, yeah. Yeah, and then he dressed up as Negan, and yes. to me, he kind of reminded me a bit of Lamar Jackson with yeah, his braids. I was yeah. like, wait a minute, La- ain't Lamar Jackson quarantined with the Ravens? What the hell? <laughs> yeah. And then like Adam Cole came in, coming in with a monster truck. I'm like, damn, he trying to fight Grave Digger? Yeah, and like I love how they have the cars around the ring, and then they got the superstars in their cars. It's almost like a drive-through, um, a drive-through crowd, like a drive-through wrestling match. Really? Yeah, would you, and you know, in a way, it reminded you of Hogan and the Giant from Halloween Havoc. At the beginning, the way I they think it kind of, I think it kind of did in one way, and then with the action 
It was intense. It was intense. Dream had the bat, dressed up as Negan. Had I just thought the bat would have literally had like barbed wire to really be perfect. But I love that brawl. They brawled all over that that back lot. It kind of reminded me a little bit of like the semi back lot they were using in that takeover Tampa promo, and I love the fact that um once again you're playing into the undisputed era coming into play, but then you added Dexter Loomis to help out the dream, and for me, I'm trying to figure out what's Loomis's what's the story behind Loomis's allegiance to Velveteen Dream. What's the story behind it? That's what I want to know next now. And also, during the match, there was like a lot of chairs in the back of that Undisputed Era monster truck. And I was like, my God, is this ECW? What the hell? Yeah, and that's, then, that's what Mara was saying, I remember. Yeah. Exactly. And then also, it was only, it was fitting. That um, it wasn't really. It was a Panama Sunrise to kill the dreams, dream of being NXT champion, and then your winner, and still NXT champion, Adam Cole, baby. <laughs> Not too bad. I like that. I like that indeed. Uh, <clears throat> now, okay, next next match we have here. Oh, by the way, Johnson, John, you lost that. By the way, John, you lost that bet to me. Okay, and John did say that was a hell of a match. Colin Dream did also, of course. Um, and, I, and I'll let you know what he says here. Just if he says anything, JD, here in just a minute. Uh, next match up here in six minutes and thirteen seconds. Speaking of, of course, you brought up uh, Kerry Cross. And six minutes and 13 seconds, of course, we saw Karrion Cross defeat Tommaso Ciampa by technical submission. J.D., your thoughts about this match? Ciampa tried. I mean, I'll give him credit where credit's due. Ciampa tried, however. I mean, think about it. Ciampa tried, but he's going up against a very dangerous, a very psychotic, a very crazy uh, Karrion Cross with Scarlett Boudreaux. And right now, I mean, not many people... Have seen this guy before, have heard about this guy before. I mean, I've seen very little of him so far since he got to NXT, but what I've seen on the NXT roster right now, considering that I've only seen him just for a short time, this guy is a total psycho, absolutely nut in every sense of the word. And this is a very dangerous guy. This guy reminds you a little bit of Lars Sullivan, but he's a little bit, he's almost as big as Lars Sullivan in a way. And right now, like I said, if I'm Gargano, if I'm Cole, or if I'm even Keith Lee, I'd be very, very careful not to get this guy very angry because this guy is a total killing machine. And believe me, this guy can hurt you. Just ask Chiafa about that. Mm-hmm. Fonzi, your thoughts about Karrion Cross defeating Tommaso Chiafa by submission? Ah. <sighs> This was okay, match. Okay. All right. Uh, Shaq, your thoughts here about carrying cross getting by Tommaso Ciampa? 
I mean, the match was short, but it served its purpose with regards to um freaking um what I mean with regards to what it did for um who what it did for um what they want to do with making chop making cross look strong without completely squishing um Champa and I thought Champa looked really good for what in hit in this match as well. He was fighting really good. It felt it gave me a bit of a feel of I think Carrier Cross kind of strikes me a bit of like um like a Brock Lesnar from 2002 kind of guy where he gets in, he kicks your ass and he leaves. And what I love about this is you didn't Chamba didn't tap out and he didn't get pinned. And I love that. Because um because the fact that um Cross choked him out and he and he passed out and Chopper passed out, that was crazy. And it was very well done match, very good psychology. It basically solidifies how much of a threat um, Carrier Cross is going to be going forward. And whichever championship Carrier Cross happens to set his eye on, whoever's champion, look the hell out. But I also want to see what Scarlett does in the ring on NXT. What I might be thinking is maybe they could try to have Carrion Cross win gold as well as Scarlet win gold. You thought they were dangerous before, once they got to NXT? Put some gold around both of their waists and watch how dangerous they can really be. Oh, no question. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I agree with that one. John also says here this was not a match, this was a mauling, to say the least. Uh, very good point there, indeed. One more to talk about here, and it's the one I think JD's going to have a big old smile on his face here when I mention this. It's 17 minutes and 36 seconds in the triple threat match for the NXT Women's title. We saw Io Shirai get by Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley to become the new NXT Women's Champion. JD, your thoughts here, please. Oh, you're going to like this, and you're going to love this indeed. Believe me, this is going to be good to talk about. I'm so ready to talk about this. Let's just say the genius of the sky took flight. At the end, however, she showed she showed very let's say Rip Roaring Rhea Ripley. She showed one particular queen, however, who rules throughout the night, however. All I can say is Charlotte, however, and if Michelle was here I'd be saying three two simple letters. Ha ha Ha. The one who continues to badmouth all the NXT ladies, however, and they think they're not superior to her. Well, guess what? What happened then tonight, Charlotte? You might not have been you might not have been pinned by Rhea, however, but guess what? You think you're gonna leave NXT takeover in your house, however, by taking over once again and showing how dominant you are. And showing whose house it was by one coming to your house, Howard, and not letting anyone basically get out of there alive, Howard. You would still stay on top of the mountain and continue to basically badmouth anyone. Well, guess what? 
the genius of the sky showed her smarts here. And at the end of the night, how she outsmarted you, she also outsmarted Rhea. And right now, hopefully this will be the start of a good reign from Yo. Because think about it, this is the second Japanese girl in NXT behind Asuka, who has had a belt like this. Now hopefully they give her a nice little reign. And at some point they'll have maybe Mia Yim challenge her for that belt. I could see Candace, uh, like uh, Shaq said, possibly Scarlet would be very, very challenging, I feel. But let's give EO credit. She deserved this. To me, this was the second best match of the night. A damn good one, too, I gotta say. I was not disappointed in this one. And the spot off the house, however, was probably one of the crazier spots of the entire match and of the night on the pay-per-view as a whole. So, yeah, in the end, however, mind you, however, like I said, however, all I can say is Charlotte got what was coming to her. And at the end of the night, Charlotte, again, two simple letters. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Thank you very much, here. Uh, JD. Fonzie, your thoughts here about Io Shirai getting by Charlotte and Rhea Ripley to pick up the NXT Women's title? Mm. How did Io Shirai survive that match? She got through the freaking window, first of all. And how did she stand up after that, off the roof? Beats me. I don't know how she survived that. She get through the freaking, you know, through the glass window and survive and climb up that. Um, this was a good match. And uh, don't be surprised that Rhea Ripley is going to ask um, a match with Ia Shirai. Uh, we'll see what happens on Wednesday night on NXT. So, yeah, this was a very – this actually closed out the biggest show in your house. And my overall, from not, uh, from 0 to 10, I'm going to give it 10 out of 10. Okay, very good there, Fonz. Thank you. Uh, Shaq, you're talking about Io Shirai picking up the NXT Women's title over Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. That was a very good main event. And, wow, it just it almost feels refreshing to see the women in the main event, especially of a takeover, because it's been since, like, 2015 since the women main evented any takeover. And to be honest, I think they kind of should, like, you see, what it, for me, it goes to show you when you have the right women and then you have the right production team, you can, you can have the right women's main event. That was the right women's main event. That was shocking to me. But, like, once I saw Colin Dream was not going to close, I'm thinking, Something crazy is about to happen in that match. And I felt like I felt like EO Shirai's had like star making matches, star making moments ever since she is she got here from the um the May Young Classic. 
ever since she almost won that tournament, she's had star making matches and star making moments, especially against the um, shade like the shade of Baszler, Tony Storm in the finals, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Kyrie Sane, who was the second Japanese NXT Women's Champion, by the way, also a 2017 May Young Classic winner, and she just needed that one shining moment to become NXT Women's Champion. And also, Io Shirai's rivalry with Candice LeRae. That was a really good rivalry, too. And even War Games, where she moonsaulted off the damn cage. That was insane to me. And she just needed, as I said, she needed that one moment that to finally break the glass ceiling. And that was the moment. And then once I, she saw that in the house, in your house, once she, once she, I saw her on the roof. It was like, oh my goodness, she about to dive off of that. And credit to Charlotte and Rhea Ripley as well for putting up a hell of a fight, making this match look even better than what people give it credit for. And then all three women showed out. And they showed, and especially Rhea and Io show why they're basically the future of the WWE women's division going forward. Now, I want to see who Io Shirai's first challenger is going to be for that NXT Women's Championship. That I want to see because you have now she's championing, she's champion of. Maybe the deepest women's division in all four brands of WWE right now. And you talk about a competitive women's division. I'm not going to lie. It's like I said, it's going to be amazing to see if Scarlett interjects herself and goes after that women's title because, oh. That boot so Io Shirai has, it's so pretty. And we haven't seen much of Scarlet in the ring. And we haven't seen much of Karrion Cross in the ring. And I love the and I like the fact that when the Gargano's had their first dinner, they said they want to be the first couple to hold the NXT men's and women's world championships. And now I'm thinking maybe Carrier Cross and Scarlet may have a little say in that at some point. Hmm, this is gonna get interesting. Mm-hmm. Very good. Thank you there, uh, Shaq. And John, John did say, of course, uh, did kind of ask, did also ask the same question that Shaq just asked right here about who could be in line to challenge Io Shirai for the women's title. He also, John, did mention that several more folks from his Facebook page did join us, but I did not see them until just a little while ago. Uh, um, Ron Johnson was one. Uh, Aaliyah Peters was another. And Patrick Garcia was was another one. And my apologies. They actually have already left us, but I apologize for not noticing them earlier. And like okay, come back home sometime and uh, we would love to talk to him also john did make one point about the uh about about the event itself if they do more of the in your house events kind of like what they did on sunday 
he would like to see the stage again because he actually kind of missed the stage very much. A lot of people have been saying some compliments about the stage that they use. John says he would also give a, give this event an 8 out of 10. And John also has now said that, uh, with that being said here, he has already left us here for the night. So we do thank him, of course, for joining us here as well as the human suplex machine, John Gross. Now, let's go ahead. A lot of people have been anxious to hear this. Um, I was hoping Mitt would stay on long enough to probably hear. I mean, he, I think he heard it on, I think he heard it yesterday on Raw Radio, but uh, I know Shaq definitely wants to hear this because this is his first prediction title challenge, of course, here in the WWS Trivia Championship Series, and he's anxious to find out how he did. So let me go ahead and first off run that run through the official scores. By the way, Shaq, nice uh, nice glass there you're drinking your drink out of, uh, very nice indeed. Uh, <laughs> very nice indeed. Now, if it had Atlanta Braves on it, I would say okay, but I'm, just <laughs> I'm sorry. I, 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 Southern, okay, it's the South, man. Okay, that's why I say <laughs> I don't have one in my state, man. Georgia's the closest thing, so I can't help. Anyway, <laughs> um, but I, I've been, I've seen the Atlanta Braves play in Atlanta a couple times, but I saw two games down there, and they played in Turner Field, both of them against the Diamondbacks. This was back uh, 15 years ago. And both time, and, and of course, uh, both time, both games I saw the Braves lost both games, which was sad. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, the official results here, of course, was like this. I'll start with the bottom and then go up to the top here. Of course, we had nine folks take part in this, and I do thank everyone for taking part in this prediction title challenge. In third place, with three points apiece, we had a tie between Michelle and Danny. With three points. Next up, we had five people tied for second place with four points, and those five people were JD, John, Fonzie, uh, my friend Bobby from right here in North Carolina, and also Ann, who we thought was she was not going to take part, but she decided over the weekend to take part in it. Now. That 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 must mean one thing, and Shaq is going is going to love hearing this. Shaq and Mitt tied for first place. Both you got both you guys got five out of the six right. Five out of six. That's a pretty good number, okay, guys. That's an excellent, excellent number. So Shaq and Mitt, uh, of course, Mitt uh, was told on Raw Radio yesterday about how Shaq, like I said. Well, Fonzie, hey, you did in second place, man. You did, you did, you did, you did, you still did good. Everybody did good with this. I mean, this is these all our prediction title challenges are getting closer each and every time we've been doing it lately. Yeah, I think when we just started doing it back with Money in the Bank, they've started getting yeah. closer. Now, yep. granted, I wasn't going to do it until everything got back to normal, but like I said, I guess it was probably a good thing I decided to go ahead and just. This is the second one I think I've done since I started doing them again anyway. So I didn't do WrestleMania because it sucked. So there you go. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> besides the point. Anyway, everybody wants to know how they did. I'm going to read everybody's off here tonight. First off, of course, JD, John, and Mitt already know theirs. I'm going to go ahead and read them off anyway. Uh, JD is going to challenge Michelle. For the NJPWS Wrestle Kingdom Championship. 
at some point. I'm not sure when. We'll, we'll, we'll work out when we do these matches. Yep. Yep. John will also challenge Michelle for the AWA US World Heavyweight Championship uh, sometime down the road. Mitt will challenge you, JD, for the NWA US Starcade Championship sometime down the road. Uh, <clears throat> now, let's see. As Now, next up here. Um, now, Fonzie, as you might have heard me, you probably heard me say this earlier in the night, that I said that, remember when I said that you might have kind of, we'll say, double duty, and in fact, you might have to be defending the title, and also going after a title? Well, I'm going to go ahead and read both of yours now, but so listen very carefully. First off, Fonzie, you have been set to defend the WCWUS Cerebral Assassin Championship against my friend Bobby. So, just to give you a heads up on that, and I'll have to get with Bobby when he wants to do it. I'll have to find that out. And also, Fonzie, the belt that you're going to go after is the WCWUS Maple Leaf Championship, and you'll be taking on Danny. So, 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 but like I said, whenever y'all feel comfortable with doing them, I'm not saying you have to do them right away, but y'all know what I'm, okay. Uh, let's see, what else have I not mentioned? Okay, yes. Now, I'm going to mention this, but hopefully Danny will be on Friday. I'll be able to tell him this, but Danny is going to challenge it for the FMWS World Heavyweight Championship. Of course, it'll be the third encounter for them because they've already had two matches against each other already. Anne is going to challenge Bobby for the WCWS Television Championship. Now that, and also, by the way, I forgot this is one of the mention. Whoa, and and Fonzie wins the belt. Fon, no, Fonzie wins the belt. <laughs> Very nice, Fonzie. Um, this is a belt that Michelle actually came up with, and somebody else won this belt before Michelle had a chance to go after it. So this is going to be her opportunity. Danny is now going to have to defend the Lucha U.S. Gift of the Gods Championship against Michelle. Ooh, that's going to be a good one right there. Now that leaves. Now Shaq is wondering, now wait a minute, where's my shot? Well, Shaq, here it is, my man. And this man got off just, just right when I was getting ready to talk about this, so he didn't. So apparently he does not know this, and we will tell him about this later. John is going to defend the ROH US Glory of Honor Championship against you at some point down the road, whenever y'all feel comfortable with doing it. So those are your matches. So everyone involved here, and I'll talk to Bobby, I'll talk to Ann, we'll talk to Danny. We'll get and also Michelle. We'll get that all straightened out, and we'll find out when we're going. We'll hopefully do these matches. But everyone here, JD, uh, Fonzie, Shaq, uh, and we'll talk to John as well. Just let me know whenever y'all feel comfortable with doing these matches. And of course, if we want to do them in like the wrestling trivia, we can do we can do wrestling Jeopardy. We can do the Family Feud style. However you want to do it, whatever you're comfortable with doing it, you just tell me. And we'll give it a, and of course we'll give this, we'll give it, we'll give it an, we'll give it a shot here and see what happens here with that. Now, 
given what I've just mentioned here. As you know, we got predictions coming up here for Backlash. And since I have three of you, I have, I have JD, I have you, I have Fonzie, and I have Shaq here. I must ask you, JD, are you in for the Backlash prediction title challenge? And JD vanished. So I'll have to get back with him in a minute. Fonzie, are you in for the Backlash Prediction title challenge? You know it. Okay. Shaq, you want to go for a second round? This time for Backlash. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Okay. And like I said, and I'll ask, and I'll get y'all's opinion here, and we'll get JD's here in just a minute. The title shots that I'm doing right here, compared to just being given championship belts, do y'all prefer the title shots or do you prefer the given the titles like I have been doing? I mean, Fonzie, let me ask you this first because you've been you've you've been one of them that's been involved in this for a while. Uh, do you like the new format, or do you like it when I was just giving out the belts themselves? Mm, giving out the belts itself. Okay, because the reason why I was trying something different is because it was being hard for me to try to come up with some new championship belts. And a lot of these were based on belts that have been um, actually discontinued and all, and, that, and that the more and more I found them, I was just finding more belts that were kind of the same thing, kind of like the United States or television or North American or something like that and world and tag team and all that. But I was coming up with stuff based on like actual stuff you've heard in wrestling. So that's why I was coming up with the title shots. And besides, we need to get some matches lined up anyway. That's why I was trying to do it this way. Now, but I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what. Let me ask y'all this. JD, are you back with us? Yeah. Okay, let me ask y'all this. I've got one opinion here, and JD likes it. You've been also involved in this prediction title challenge set up for a long time. Do you prefer being given the belts directly, or do you prefer the title shots like what we did here with what we did here on Sunday? Title shots. You prefer that part, Shaq? Do you have an opinion? Um, I would say I would prefer the title shots because for me it'll be even sweeter whooping somebody's ass when winning the <laughs> title. <laughs> okay. Well, let me let me propose this. I was sitting here thinking that we've got two different sides here, and JD and Fonzie know me as being somebody. That wants to be very, very fair when coming up with with new things and ways of doing things here involving all of our stuff here at WCWS. How about we take, how about we take turns? Follow me here for a second. Take turns. One. Well, follow me for a second. Do one and then do do it, do it do one one way do. Do the do then the next event do it the other way. Like for example, okay, backlash. Say for example, if I, if I decide to do the titles themselves, whichever whatever event comes 
next, which I have no idea. I mean, it might be an AEW thing. It might be whatever comes up in July or something. I don't know. I don't mean, I don't know. Say, like I said, the next time we, after Backlash, the next title challenge we do, like I say, for example, for Backlash, we decide to do the titles themselves. Okay. Then the next one we do, we do the title shots back and forth. That's what I'm saying. Wait. Oh. So, JD, let me ask your opinion about it first. No, no, I'm asking you. No, I said trivia challenge is fine with me. I don't mind. I mean, no, no, but what I'm talking about is, no, no, no. I mean, we'll do the challenge. I'm saying we'll still do it, but I'm talking about switching, like, for example, between both ways that that I've started doing the title challenge here. Is that, say, for example, for Backlash, I did the title belts themselves. The next time, the next one we did would be the title shots. And then then after that, we go back. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. All right, Fonzie, would you be willing to do that? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Shaq? Wait, ask it again? Okay. This is what this is what I was proposing. Since we've got two different we got different opinions about about the, about how to present our prediction title challenge here. Since we actually since we're doing like you said <laughs> like title belts and on and just like we tried on Sunday, did the title shots, you see. What I'm proposing is to make it fair to everybody. If anyone's willing to make a compromise. JD and Fonzie have just said that this was okay with them. <laughs> that say for example for this event I did the title belts themselves. The next time we did it, and it could be, I don't know, it could be a WWE event. It could be an AEW event. It could be an NXT event. I don't know what the next one would be after Backlash. But say that for, for that event, we did the title shots. And then we go, we switch it back and forth each time. That's what I'm saying. Um, I like that. I like that idea, actually. I mean, I mean, because it's like I said, I like to be fair to everyone here, because I like everybody to have fun doing this, and still like everyone gets a chance to test their wrestling knowledge in either case, sometime down the road, you see. But, but I figure a way, you know, to 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 reward everybody for what they bring to the table. Why not? As if I was handing them an actual piece of gold. Like, for example, I take my toy WWF Winged Eagle Championship belt that I'm holding right now, by the way. And I and I was say I was someone was standing right beside me. I would hand it to him just like that. Say you won this, so that way you get to win. You get to hold on to this, and then you have to defend it. That sort of thing like that. So if everybody's okay with that, then we'll do it that way. Now for backlash. Given that, let's go ahead and ask this question. And JD, I'll start. I'll go back to you and ask. Which one would you like to do 
for Backlash, would you like to do title belts or title shots? Title belts. You won't give it the belts, okay? Fonzie, title belts or title shots for Backlash? Title um, belts. Title belts, okay. Shaq, title belts or title shots for this coming Sunday? Um, title shots. Okay. Well, okay. Well, we got two to one here. Oh, well. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait just a second here. I've got it. Wait a minute. This is going to sound crazy. This is going to sound crazy. How about we, if we combine them? Title, new belts plus shots at the existing ones. Same event. How about it? Y'all game? I'm game. Yep. JD, what do you think? That's fine. Okay. There you go. We'll, we'll experiment with this on Sunday. And like I said, we'll have to find out who's all going to be in that. JD, Fonzie, and Shaq have already thrown their names in the hat. And I'll get with Bobby. We'll get with Ann. And hopefully we'll hear from Michelle and Danny. And we'll ask also John and Mitt to see if they're going to be in as well. Okay, well, but we'll give that a shot. Okay. All right. Uh, before we close out here, let's go ahead and go around the table here. And that's it. ask everyone there um, anything else they wish to add before we close up shop here for tonight on 844 Revolution. J.D., I'll start I'm with you. I'm, I'll come to me last. Okay. Fonzie, anything uh, you wish to add? Uh, just a little, just a one thing, maybe. Shaq. This is Fonzie Shaq. He wants to ask you something. Sure. Go ahead, Fonzie. Go ahead. Okay. You come on, you love all this WWE, you know. NXT, AEW, um, Monday Night Raw, and SmackDown, and all the pay-per-views. And I'd like you to come on every night if you want to. Or we can do, you can come on every Tuesday night. Because you're always excited, you know, like is it NXT in your house, like you just did now, when you were excited, and that's why I like about you, Shaq, and maybe JD and Shaq can agree that if you want to come on every Tuesday night, you're more than welcome, or if you want to come on every night. You're more than welcome too, but it's up to the boss, Chad and JD, if they can agree with me on that. Thank you. 
Yeah. Right. We, we, like I said, we we always like to invite everybody to come on and share their thoughts and opinions about everything going on with wrestling and everything else that's going on here in the world. So, I mean, come on whenever, come on anytime. Man. I mean, that's, that, that's, that's why we're, that's why, that's what's made us successful for about five years. I mean, like I said, we invite people to come on here and, sh- and get what's off, get, get everything off their chest. Because, hey, you know, there's a whole lot going on. I mean, like I said, we like to give you the open forums. We always like to give everybody the open forum. Yeah. So, I mean, of course, like I said, I mean, heck, we're almost at 850 episodes of this by itself. And, and we've got over 11,000 downloads of this one show on TalkShoe. Over 11,000 people have downloaded this or maybe – I don't know. Uh, but anyway, let's, let me ask Shaq then. We'll go right good segue into that. Shaq, anything you wish to add before we close up shop here for tonight? Um, not really, but except for um, except for except for this. Um, well, everyone in America, well. We we can get through this. We're almost there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Lord, no. Lord, no, then Lord, everyone here couldn't the good Lord himself agree with you there, Shaq. I'm one hundred percent. But uh, but yes, I mean, like I said, the grass has grown a little bit, and like I said. We just got to get used to weed, the, the weed whacker to go through, get through all the things going on in our lives right now. And boom, we'll have a clearing here, clearer than the, clearer than the Atlantic Ocean, I bet you. So, oh, <laughs> yeah. <everything. laughs> oh, yeah. You know what I mean there, absolutely. J.D., anything else, sir, you wish to add before we close up shop for the night? Nope, uh, I'm good to go, actually. Okay. Thank you very much there. On that note here, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you very much for listening to episode 844 of WWUS Revolution. I definitely want to thank tonight the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross. Also, of course, the Kian Club, the Mid Patel, uh, and the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming, and the Loose Cannon, uh, of course, uh, Mr. Shaquille Cole Cephas. Uh, of course, I like to call him the Shack Attack, by the way. But he knows how to attack the Shack way. Hey! All right, there you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> attack the Shack way. There you go. All right, there you go. Oh, uh, yeah. Coming up. Thank you very much. Uh, coming up tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, after Outside the Ropes at 6.30, of course, 141387-pound. And also Wrestling Debate at 8 o'clock, 139925-pound. Of course, don't forget Revolution, episode 845. And this is our news and views and history of birthday. And of course, a good swig of the drink there. Oh, of, course, Sorry, <laughs> uh, of course, we'll of course talk about um, the official results for both AEW and NXT. Plus, also, of course, we'll, uh, we'll any other big wrestling topics of the day, we'll definitely, of course, bring to you. Also, we'll try to have a little bit of fun here, of course, with some wrestling extras here as well. So be sure, of course, to listen in to Revolution 845 tomorrow night starting at 9 o'clock right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. Also, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to check out all of our pages here in WCWS. Everything, of course, from the classic wrestling matches to the classic game show moments to the classic uh, 
movies, classic cartoons. Uh, um, also, uh, let me see. And then, of course, everything posted about everything going on in the world of wrestling and sports and entertainment, everything like that. Everything we've got posted up, including, of course, our tributes to the late John, Johnny Carson and the late Don Rickles. Also, of course, uh, tribute to Whose Line Is It Anyway. Be sure to check that out. Um, but uh, be sure to look at everything we've got, got up there here indeed. Uh, and also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, earlier today on our page, Bulldog DVD Sales and Variety on Facebook, I have posted, of course, several two more lists, ladies and gentlemen, of DVDs here for sale. We have DVDs, of course, in the little jewel cases that are worth 50 cents a piece. And also DVDs, and these are the actual ones. These are not copies, ladies and gentlemen. These are the actual discs of, of course, uh, <clears throat> in the what they call the white window um, sleeves or the white window envelopes. Uh, those are 25 cents a piece, of course. And you can check out the two lists, of course, on the Bulldog DVD Sales and Variety Facebook page. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Bulldog DVD Sales Variety. Um, remember, at Bulldog DVD Sales and Variety, we take a bite out of the cost so you can enjoy your favorite selection. And, of course, just for sure, check out, of course, all of our other, all of our other titles as well. Um, of course, we still have, of course, a few here available, still available here that we got up, of course, for sale. Of course, still for between a dollar and two dollars. So be sure to check out check out those here as well. Revolution episode 844, the broadcast of the WCWS radio network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com, where we are, of course, five years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. <clears throat> and remember here, folks, like I said, remember our three-step plan to fight and, of course, the pandemic, or as I also called it, the overhyped flu bug. Remember, my three-step plan, wash your hands, stay clean, and, of course, ladies and gentlemen, by all means, one thing they haven't told you in the media, but you definitely should be doing a lot more of, and that is pray. That's all you got to do. The ultimate cure is prayer. It is indeed. Uh, J.D., are you back with us? I'm here, and I just talked to Mitt. He says, um, however, like I said, however, he will be in the – he said he'll Friday he'll be doing the prediction thing. Well. Okay. Okay, so he's in he's in the predictions. Okay, so I will mark him down as well. And remember, since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, one and the only, the WCWS Radio Network. And I believe JD might have something to close us out with. So let's go ahead and hear what he has here has here to close okay, out. Okay, here we go. Go ahead, JD. All right, just a second. Here we go. You look really cute, like Leo Gorsi with freckles. <laughs> Sit on it, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should tell a few jokes, uh, especially that one about the nearsighted ostrich with the hat. Yeah, that would always knock them dead. Richard, yeah? go to the field huh? and sit on it. <laughs> but I'd like to give you a bit of advice. Women do not like jokers. You just act like a nut week, or are you putting us on? Sit on it, Richard. There's enough chicks to go around for everybody. Yeah, but they come into Iggy's, and, and they take over, and they say, Fonzie can sit on it. They say, Fonzie, sit on it? 
Confucius say, leave her hung on earth, no fun to me, I What does that mean? Sit on it, Kirk. <laughs> the only shot that those two people have is if I stay out of it. Mozzarelli curse cannot be broken. It's ridiculous to try. That's it, that's all, and that's goodbye. Bombie, sit on it. Hey, wait, 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 just hold it. I mean, <coughs> Marvin saved for extra $50. He rebuilt the pigeon coop. Oh, yeah? Sit on it, Marvin. Well, it, it's about, uh, uh, Joni and her new magic tricks. Go ahead, Joan. Show Fonz one of your great new magic tricks. Get on it, Richie. <laughs> you know, it's not exactly like my bike. It's not? No. Got these, uh, chrome extenders on it. I'll take them off. I'll do it right now, Richie. You got a wrench? Hey, 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 hey. It's all right. I was going to put them on anyway. Get <laughs> on it, Fonzie. Hey! Well, I mean, try it out. Try it out. Richie, you got to come home right away, right this minute. Who died and left her boss? Sit on it, Mal. Whoever dreamed that you would have come up with such a good idea? Sit on it, Howard. <laughs> what do they say? Thank you, Arnold. No. You know what they say? Sit on it, Arnold. That's what they say. Richie, I'm proud of you. Not a nerd. You're an animal. Sit on it, Joni. Hey, Joni, what are you doing with this kid? I happen to be his date. Oh, I thought you were his babysitter. <laughs> Sit on it, Potsy. Wasn't coming Arnold's with waiting for? Imagine, first time here and I'm a warlord. Oh, sit on it, Potsy. Hey, wait up. I'll go, too. I love spicy chips. <laughs> sit on it, Bye. Mary and the milk is cold again. Oh, not again. I'm going to bed. Yeah, but sweetheart, it's got to be warmed up. Howard, sit on it. You think Dad ran away from home? Ain't he a little old for that? Oh, it's my fault. I drove him out. I probably said sit on it, Howard, once. <laughs> Richie, she is 12, oh. isn't she? I'm 14. Act like you're 10. I'll sit on it. Where's the rest of the money? Didn't you guys come through? Parents were anxious to get rid of us, too, but not at any price. What am I supposed to do with this $25? Sit on it, Potsy. There, funny. Quit joking. And you're staying right here. Those people at arms can just sit on it, man. They're just a bunch of nerds. Now, remember what Harry Truman said. If you can't stand the heat, you get out of the kitchen. Well, just remember what he said to General MacArthur, too. What? Sit on it, Douglas. Fonzie's going to have to do right by this girl. Well, guys, if you won't marry her, I will. Oh, oh sit yeah. on it. I got my flag <laughs> and my dance permit. What am I supposed to do with it? Kirk. Tony, wait. A little early for Halloween. Sit on it, Mal. Doesn't sound like a new car. Maybe he's getting an Edsel. Sit on it, Pot. 
All right, so I made a mistake. We should have had the kind of potato salad that has mayonnaise in it. So I goofed. I'm sorry. What do you want me to do about it? Thank you there, thank you there, JD, and thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk at you tomorrow night. Start with Outside the Ropes at 6.30. Take care and God bless. This is, of course, the WWS Radio Network. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.